following program is a proud member of the Palava family of podcasts. Check out all the shows over at palava.com. That's P-A-L-A-V-I.com. I'm not ashamed to admit that I'm a Christian. But you don't need to be in the pew every Sunday to know that there's something wrong in this country when gays can serve openly in the military, but our kids can't openly celebrate Christmas or pray in school. As president, I'll end Obama's war on religion. And I'll fight against liberal attacks on our religious heritage. Faith made America strong. It can make her strong again. I'm Rick Perry, and I approve this message. I'm not ashamed to admit that I'm an atheist. But you know there's something wrong with this country when politicians think it's okay to hate on gays and non-believers in ads. As if their magic spirit guide, or whatever blessed them with special a-hole privileges. Perhaps this is a good time to remember that gay and atheist presidents didn't get us into the war in Iraq, the financial crisis, or turn your mortgage into toilet paper. It took some God-fearing vagina penetrators to pull that off. Maybe we should let Christians do what they do best, praying, which clearly doesn't work, and leave the governing to sodomites and infidels. Rick Perry may believe in God, but I've seen his polls, and God, does not believe in Rick Perry. I'm a godless heathen and I approve this message. I'm tired of being thankful for scraps. Still, they want us to love them anyway. One day, somebody's gonna have to make a stand. One day, somebody's gonna have to say enough. You get your ass to work and save my country from these cock-sucking Republicans. His horse through town to send those warning shots and bells that uh, we were going to be secure and we were going to be free. Too little, too late, too obvious. Madam, you are a clear and present danger to the safety and security of this nation. When it comes to bullshit, big time, major league bullshit, you have to stand in awe. In awe of the all-time champion of false promises and exaggerated claims, religion. No contest. No contest. Reveal to us God's will that we may blindly obey. Free us from thought and responsibility. We shall read things off you. Then do them. Your words guide us. We're dumb. If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Try and work together. You serious? I just, I just told you that a moment ago. All right. Hello. Hello. All hey, right. everybody. All right, all right, all right, I'm right. back, oh, motherfuckers. Yeah, I, could, I forgot to lock the front door. Yeah, well, there you go. So uh, how you doing? Hey, happy Thanksgiving late. How was your Thanksgiving? It's all right. Because we didn't uh, record. No. After no my, Thanksgiving's always kind of subdued because there's not many of us up here. I'm so. pissed because this was the year that I most felt that, you know, the world fucked up thanksgiving how, thanksgiving how, was the most unfuckable um okay. holiday yeah. and it's it's real because it was no long first there was like christmas stuff out before halloween which is bullshit as yeah, far as i'm target concerned. total shenanigans there all right um and it really because there was so much like black friday stuff thanksgiving uh, was kind of like yeah yeah eat go to bed and then come buy stuff it yeah. was it turned thanksgiving into like the 
I don't know, like Black Friday prep day, which I I, I really think took away from Thanksgiving because everything becomes focused on Black Friday. I was going to say, do you think it was because, you know, we talked about it on the show, so we had seen it, we knew about stuff going on, or was it just the overwhelming, like, TV and, and internet presence? It was everything, everything you saw on TV, everything you heard about on the radio, everything that people were talking about on Facebook and all that kind of stuff was all about, you know, who's shopping, who's not shopping, who cares? You know, it was just like, (laughs) yeah, like, yeah. And and from what I understand, they're really, I mean, there was nothing really fabulous out there for deals. Nothing, you know, anything that you could get. There never really is. You know, yeah, it's great. You know, you can get a big television for 47 cents if you're the first person there because they only have two of them. Right. In in any, in all of the stores combined. Yes, exactly. I did find uh, a present online. Um, I'm not going to say for who or what it is or anything, but it was. A fifth of the price, and it's not something okay. that I like wanted or was right. looking for, but I saw it and I'm like, "That's nice." Okay, all right. So that was really impressive. But there was nothing like Julie and I were kind of where we're kind of in the market for like another like a new like flat screen TV because right, right. our big TV is kind of shit in the bed, and um, we're just like, all right, nothing. I saw really a beautiful out. one on Amazon though. Yeah, it was an, an eighty-two inch. Like oh, I don't like mine. Want anything that big? And it was it was like half price, so it was like sixteen hundred bucks. No, fuck which that. was like we were, we were kind of looking at like oof. forty inches, maybe oh, yeah, three, no, no. four hundred bucks, you know, something like that. I'm <laughs> not looking to. It's like twenty inches bigger than the one I have in the other room there. Yeah, and that one's you know. kind of big. So is my oh. cock. So um, you're welcome, <laughs> Scott. So um, anyway, so yeah, Thanksgiving was was fun. Yeah. We went and. Uh, we saw the Muppets, which was awesome. We saw that the day before Thanksgiving. Then on Thanksgiving, we went to go see Arthur Christmas, which was good. Yeah, yeah, it was good. I don't know why it wasn't busier because Rotten well, the Tomatoes Muppets gave wasn't, it wasn't busier either. It only made like forty million. Yeah, but it got uh, it was it was uh, I guess it's still it's like a ninety five percent on Rotten Tomatoes high. and yeah. Arthur Christmas same thing. It's like it's over ninety, maybe yeah. like at ninety two or ninety three. Yeah, and um, Hugo was and pretty Hugo well reviewed. Also, yeah, it was. I think was the problem good. is they split the audience between three fucking kids movies in one weekend. Yeah, that was pretty dumb. Yeah, of the three, I mean, I haven't seen Hugo. From what I hear about it, it's kind of more uh, for adults and kids. <laughs> but of the other two, uh, they're both good. Yeah. Um, but they could have released Muppets in the summer. That's a that could be a summer movie. They really could have because the whole overall feel of it does take place in the summer. It's right, not and like, but... Jason Segel, amazing, <laughs> really nice job. They, yeah. It had a real Muppet Show feel. Let me know. I'm I'm looking forward to hearing what you think about it when you guys see it. So no, we did. Oh, you did see it. Yeah, we saw it. First, oh, I thought first you had show uh, the, the day it opened. Oh, okay. Yeah, we were all over that. Show. Yeah, ours. Right. So you. Know I think what I, I mean. saw half of it. Because they had to pee, and then they didn't. Then they had to pee, then they didn't. Yeah. We came in in the second part of where Sheldon was singing. Wasn't that great? What a great what cameo. What I saw was good. <laughs> what a great cameo. That was so great. The music was great. Yeah. You know, it was, and I typically don't like when stuff stops because I got to listen to somebody sing. Right. But, everything but those, the songs, worked. the songs yeah, worked well. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. It, it was fantastic. And uh, Rainbow Connection always gets me. Yeah. Makes me teary-eyed. My niece laughed at me. She's like, you're crying. I'm like, shut up, bitch. <laughs> I liked I liked the opening song. It yeah. was, 
It's the happiest song I have heard and in decades. I loved how self-aware the movie was, but without like yeah. fourth wall kind of stuff. Like there's that line when, you know, like when they asked Kermit to come and, and help, he's like, oh, I don't know. And Amy Adams is just like, oh, this is going to be such a short movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, they, was just, but they did stuff like that in the original Muppet movie. Yeah, too. which was which was great. And it was like just little throwaway stuff yeah. at the end when Fozzie's fart shoes start going off and yeah. they're walking out. Yeah. It's just like, and Rolf is just like fuzzy, not now. And it and it's just like little stuff like that. Yeah. If you caught it, great. If you didn't, doesn't matter. Well, I like that some of the cameos too were very subtle. Like yeah. um like the kid kids aren't gonna recognize Feist in the opening song. Who? It's a singer, girl a girl singer. Is that the woman who looks familiar, but I don't know who she it was? It was on right before the, the guy that of. plays Leonard on community. He sang. She sang a line. Then he he sang the second. That was part Mickey of the line. Rooney. That wasn't Leonard from Community. Ah, whatever. That it was, was so, it was was so Mickey, quick, and I was. It was the old guy. It was the old kids. guy sitting on the bench, right? Yeah, yeah. It was Mickey Rooney. Oh well, because I it, it was like a, it was a glancing down, yeah. like I kind of looked yeah. like Leonard. I don't know. That was yeah. It was whatever. Mickey Rooney. But there I was, was very busy during that movie. Honestly, it, did you look at the <laughs> trivia from IMDb afterwards? Uh, I don't know. Oh, I I do that after I see a movie. And uh, interesting trivia question was that out of all those cameos, there was only one person who was a guest on the original Muppet Show. So TikTok huh. on that, mofo. Uh, I was Alan Arkin. Was? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. I like him. So, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was S- good. Some of the- Chris Cooper rapping. That was <laughs> so, it was really funny. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. I, w- I want to get the soundtrack. It was fun. Oh, uh, well, stick around after the show. All right. Because we went to Target and bought it right away. Oh, good. <laughs> um, speaking of the Muppets. Yeah. Let's get right to it. Oh, sweet Jesus. Do they have no... <laughs> <laughs> Let me just read it. Okay. It's This starts off with, uh, it ain't easy being green, but according to Fox Business, Kermit the Frog and his Muppet friends are reds. Last week on the network's Follow the Money program, host Aaron Bowling went McCarthy <laughs> on the new Disney-related film The Muppets, insisting that the storyline features an evil oil baron, made it the latest example of Hollywood's so-called liberal agenda. I now, know, right? Aren't aren't I mean? Are they going to go after the Simpsons with with the rich oil Texas guy? Right. I mean, it's. Like, come on. Is this this is what they're doing? Yeah, she said uh bowling, who took issue with the Baron's name, Tex Richmond, which that's right. that's funny. It's not clever, but it's funny. Right. <laughs> uh was joined by Dan Gaynor of the Conservative Media Research Center, who was uninhibited with his criticism. It's amazing how far the left will go just to manipulate your kids to convince them, give them anti corporate message. Really? Oh, there's audio here. Why don't I just oh, play yeah. this? Oh, yeah. Let's hear this bullshit. All right. This is just going to make him look stupid. When he thought they were alone, he said, there's oil under this studio, see? I'm going to tear it to the ground, see? Sweet, sweet oil, see? People still talk like that? Maybe that's just how he sounded in my head. Either way, we've got to find Kermit. He'll know what to do. Welcome back to Follow the Money. The Muppets are back and being terrorized by an evil oil executive in their new movie, 
Liberal Hollywood depicting a successful businessman as evil. That's not new. Joining me now, Dan Gaynor from the Media Research Center. Dan, let's point this out. This oil muppet, evil man that he is, is called Tex Richman. What the fuck is an oil muppet? Uh, I don't yeah, know. It's amazing how far the left will go just to stoop, to you know, manipulate your kids to convince them, give the anti-corporate message. I mean, this is a Muppet movie, for goodness sakes. The only thing green that should be up on that screen should be Kermit the Frog. And, and so what, what's actually going on here? I mean, uh, I'll put it out there. Is liberal Hollywood using class warfare to, to, to kind of brain, brainwash our kids? Why yeah, is that absolutely. even a fucking question? They've been doing it for decades. I mean, Hollywood, the left, the media, they hate the oil industry. They hate corporate America. And so you'll see... Uh, all these movies attacking it, whether it's Cars 2, which was another kid's movie, the, the George Clooney movie, Syriana, uh, There Will Be Blood. All these movies. Yeah, those are kids' movies. Seriously, my kids hated There Will Be Blood. What Mine were impartial. To Syriana. My kids didn't drink milkshakes for months afterwards. They don't want to tell that story. Dan, uh, the, uh, is there any o Occupy Wall Street Muppets? Fuck you. Uh, there, there should be. I mean, this is, this is what they're teaching our kids. This is, you wonder why we've got a bunch of Occupy Wall Street people walking around all around the country. They've been indoctrinated literally for years by this kind of stuff, whether it was you know, Captain Planet or Nickelodeon's Big Green Help or you know, The Day After Tomorrow, the, you know, the Al Gore influence movie. All of that is what they're teaching is that corporations are bad, oil industry is bad. I, ultimately, what they're telling our kids is what they told you in the movie The Matrix. Right. That yeah. mankind is a virus on poor old Mother Earth. Yeah, right, you're the pathogen. Sorry, we ran out of time. But I wanted to bring the story up again. But I remember when I was a little kid, uh, we were poor. We were dead broke, in fact. And my parents would see someone wealthy driving by and be like, see that guy? He started a business. He worked hard. You can be like that someday. Not pointing the finger at Tex Richman and saying he's a bad guy. Uh, Dan, thank you very much for joining but, us. But here's the thing. Thanks very much, Eric. Yeah. They're Carol not saying the oil industry is bad. They're saying... The hold on, this hold on. Let me shut these fools up. They're saying this particular guy yeah. is going about his business in a douchey way. He, the only reason they that the Muppets... I can't believe this is a fucking thing. I, can't, I know. The only reason that the Muppets... I cannot get over the fact that that's a mo the most ridiculous statement I've ever said in my life. Um... He was going to tear down the old Muppet studio. Right. That's the only reason they had a problem right. with him, because he was being, you know, he was being a dick in his fucking contract negotiations. He wasn't telling them the truth. And quite frankly, I think those other shows that they mentioned, they're not necessarily saying that these other things are bad. What they're saying is, hey, you know what? The way you live has an effect <laughs> on <Bullshit>. other stuff. <laughs> so don't fucking litter. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like come on. Yeah. Um I loved more than more than anything that Uncle Deadly was brought back and used as mm. a real character instead of just a lurking <laughs> Vincent Price right. on the show. I read that they they rebuilt him like from the ground up and he oh, looked really? he looked really close yeah. but you know it was nice with his with his you know change of heart. Yeah. That was good. Was good because he he had been like a background right. dude for just because I'm creepy. So long. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's just so. So what what, what weird. is what is coming out this week? Anything anything new? What do you guys get? Um, what's new this week? Um, I don't know. I know the week ad like n 
The only thing notable this week, we're not getting it, but I, I want to see it. The Sitter with Jonah Hill. Oh, oh, it looks kind of fun. Isn't Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy coming out? Is that? I don't know if that's this week. I thought that was the same week as um, what do you call it? Dragon Tattoo, which I cannot. I don't know. Wait Honestly, for. since I've I've been out of like mainstream theaters almost two years. Yeah, I don't know. I know what when what I like is coming out. Yeah, that's about um, it now. But um. Uh, what the fuck is that movie? <laughs> the one with Charlize Theron. The only Young one adult I know that, or something like that. Huh? Young adult. Oh, I don't know. She's um, in Prometheus, and that's the only thing I'm interested yeah, in. Seeing. Young adult, where she plays someone who's you know has grown old but hasn't grown up. That kind of shit. Oh, the Adam um, Sandler supposed to be biogra- good though. Biography, kind of. <laughs> uh, but that's supposed to be pretty good. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> I did see. Um, did I say that I saw Martha? No, Marcy May Marlene. What? What what is that about? It's it's about this girl who has been in a cult and she leaves. Excuse me, and she spends time at her sister's house, and it sort of flips back and forth between her sort of getting acclimated to life outside of the cult and showing you parts of her life inside the cult. Okay. Excuse me. Um, it's pretty good. It's well acted. Um, Who's in it? Nobody. No. Oh. Um, actually, one of the um. Olsen twin sisters or something like that. Hmm. Not one of them, but yeah. like their sister. Oh, oh she does yeah, it. Okay. She Elizabeth Olsen. She's really, really quite good. Hmm. Um, people, people either love or hate that movie. Yeah, from it was, what I've seen. It was good. Huh. Um, what else have I seen? I saw saw J. Edgar. I think I talked about that. I don't know if you did. Yeah, it was. I liked it. I thought it was really good. Um, we have Melancholia, which looks pretty weird. That's another like split. Um, if you like the director, you'll like it. If you don't, yeah, don't exactly. Go fucking near it. Apparently. Um, what? Because I saw like a bunch of stuff. Um, I saw Drive that Ryan got. Oh, how was that? I heard it was really pretty good. Actually, all right. I've been reading a lot of people saying a lot of really great things about it. And yeah. it was a well made movie. Oh, and, I saw Margin Call that and, was the and one. I was I was interested, but I don't understand the level of praise that it's getting. Really? Maybe you just expectations were artificially. Uh, you set know what? High I I I have just moved away from you know, people said it's good, certain people say that they liked it, so I'm like, All right, well I'll I'll see what I think yeah. of it. But I won't go into it, and I won't purposely have a negative reaction to the buzz because I went into the Muppets and I like that. Yeah. So, but I I watched it objectively, and then when it was over, I'm like, yeah, that was that was all right. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it, but I don't. It it may make my top ten of the year, yeah. but not top five. Well, fuck, I don't even know what my top five will be, honestly. But yeah, I don't it could make top five. But I know what my number one is already. So what is it? No, you haven't. You're not sharing that yet. No. <laughs> Because I still have more movies to see, so. But Drive was good. I just had a problem with Ryan Gosling. I, I understand that, like, he didn't talk a lot. He didn't emote a lot. Yeah. It, it was it was difficult to to understand what. Well, actually, it wasn't difficult to understand what he was thinking. But it was kind of like he was kind of like Sheldon's tougher brother. Okay. They both had like Aspergers. I um. <laughs> You know no, what it I, is I, gotta, about I, him? Gotta, I just got to sit and think about it for a little bit, I think. You know what I don't like about him? That I always get this feel that he's going to just sort of look at the camera and go, yeah, I'm doing all this shit. I'm having a good time doing it, and people <laughs> like what I do, so fuck you. I'm having the time of my life. It's just I, like, 
All right. He seems just kind of smug. What else was he in? Lars and the Real Girl, Ides of oh. March. He was in the Notebook. Well, he was good he... in Lars. I, I liked him in that. <coughs> I never wasn't, saw wasn't, that. Wasn't Mark Brandanowitz in that too? From I don't know. Parks I and Recreation. I liked it. That was that was an interesting yeah. movie. All right. So I have seen something that yeah. he's in. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. I don't know. I'm watching a uh, Dylan Dog. <laughs> in the middle of that it's ridiculous and it's bad but i don't know what that is it's uh it's based on a comic book that i never read so yeah. i have no allegiance to the to the source material at all and it's a he's a paranormal investigator he's he's checking out a werewolf no. at this point oh the movie so. um when i was down in virginia at my nephew's wedding uh, my niece made me watch um orphan oh it's yeah the yeah, one yeah. With that creepy produced girl. by del toro something right? like that yeah, yeah it was it was, we she had seen it before mm. so it was fun because then i could just you know oh, yeah. beat the shit out of it as it's going on people really liked that it, it wasn't was, uh, you it know was what all right. it wasn't bad no. the story was okay um i liked the poster and i read this yes. little bit about the poster it's just creepy cuz they just like it's they just took half of her face and flipped it so uh, she is perf like her picture is perfectly symmetrical so you're which a little weirded little, out but you don't know why yeah exactly yeah. that's exactly it uh because nobody's face is perfectly <laughs> symmetrical right um but the movie was okay it was kind of funny and i'm making all these jokes like you know you could have a drinking game based on like how many times esther the little girl yeah. is seen like like watching the adults uh, from like around a corner or something like every time that she's oh wait i was dropping no, you should have to drink sorry i was thinking of the orphanage not orphan when i said del toro uh, so nobody has to write in and correct me on that that's the 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 little girl on the poster right in like the 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 old timey dress yeah okay yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so that was it wasn't it wasn't bad the story was okay it wasn't just oh she's a demon child no no and i like i know how that ended and it, it seemed a little different a little yeah a little better than normal yeah exactly yeah. so it was one of those things where it's like you know i wouldn't like run out and you know i wouldn't rush home going oh hey orphan's gonna be on i gotta catch that <laughs> but it is one of those things just like hey you know what my niece you know said you made me watch the muppets you gotta watch this movie with me mm-hmm. and i was just like okay um but it wasn't bad see at that point when somebody brings up brings up horror movies it's kind of like oh yeah well okay we'll watch that but i get to pick the next one yeah and that's when they should sit there and go i just want to not sleep anymore cause... can we watch the muppets again yeah i know <laughs> So no, it was all right. Yeah. But that's yeah. um that's it. Yeah. All right. Oh, you know what else I watched? Mm-hmm. I watched um the Mark Wahlberg Planet of the Apes. Why? Because you know what it is? I saw Rise of Planet of the Apes over the summer right. and then I watched all the originals. Oh, and, okay. You're just rounding it out. Yeah, it was just, you know, part of the torrent, quite frankly. <laughs> the fuck? I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. It was <laughs> So, because uh, you know what pissed me off? I had to watch it before there I were deleted two, it. There were two things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there were two things I put on, on my iPad. I put, I had downloaded True Grit. And this is one of those things that's total like crime doesn't pay. Yeah. So I was going to watch True Grit because I really want to see that movie. And then I put. <laughs> We've the, dropped all the, pretense on this show. <laughs> and then I, uh, I put the Planet of the Apes one with Mark right. Wahlberg. So I'm on the plane, and like my dad, I found out, oh, dad's traveling with you, but he's like 15 rows behind me. So I'm like, okay, right, so fine. you had to turn he's it up fine. really loud. Yeah. So, um, so I'm sitting there, I'm just like, all right. So I get time. Um, 
So I go to watch it, and apparently the torrent I downloaded was only the first, like, 24 minutes. Oh. So I'm just sort of, like, getting comfortable. It ends, and I'm like, what the fuck? And there's nothing And there's nothing do. there, and I look at it, and I'm just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> so then I started watching the Planet of the Ace one, and it was like, okay. Yeah. You know, I mean, part of me was just like I was waiting for him to say to one of the apes, you know, say hi to your mother for me, Yeah. you know, because yeah. that's that. And it's just one of those things just like, yeah, OK, this happened. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's so, true. I mean, if you put it on its own, it's it's sort of like because the first one isn't great. Oh, no. It's I mean, so this is probably. It, it's a little bit more busy. There's a little bit more that feels like it happens yeah. than in the first one, the original. If, if if it was an original idea, I think it would have been know, like, fantastic. Yeah, all right. But I mean, we compare it to yeah. the, the you know Charlton Heston. Right. You know, it's like uh, that's not, so can't compare. But yeah, it's kind of like yeah, all right. This like I said, it's like yeah, this happened. <laughs> um, yeah, and then he went and made Rockstar. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and then I, you know, but. I mean, the flight wasn't that long, so I ended up like splitting it between the down flight and the coming back flight. Ah. So, um, yeah. All right. So that's well, that. Why don't we do a break and uh, right. we'll come back and talk about some stupid shit? All right, hold on. Serious podcast, bestofalock.com. Linoleum knife, 35 millimeter hero. Chin stroke versus pencil. Family movie night. Bloody good horror. Girls on film radio. Night of the Living podcast. Mail order zombie. Outside the cinema. Popcorn mafia. Perhaps you'd be interested in Gleecast. First time caller podcast. Showshow.podomatic.com. The David Pakman Show. Gentle listeners, I'm Fozzie Bear. There are a lot of podcasts out there, and it's impossible to listen to them all. That's where the Podcast Podcast comes in. On the Podcast Podcast, we have very special guests from some of the best shows on iTunes, covering everything from movies to television to literature to pop culture and politics. On the Podcast Podcast, you can listen to these guests and decide if you should check out their show or keep on moving. Find us in the iTunes store by searching for me, Fozzie Bear. That's F-O-Z-Z-I-E-B-A-R-E. 
All right, I'm here with Bill Byforce and Mr. Chris to tell you a little bit about Outside the Cinema. All right, Reverend Scott, take us to church. Uh, What can we expect to find from a typical show? Two hours of just random blabber. (laughs) Uh, Is there anyone's coattails you wrote in on to popularity? I'm the guy that fucking burns the coattails and then pisses on them. You review all these exploitation, horror, comedy, cult, and often all-around terrible movies. You must have a strong driving force that keeps you going. Ego. <laughs> I don't know if I've heard you say that before. Uh, yeah, I've been saying that for a while. Really? I have been saying that for a while. Also, I'm high on smack. Well, it's definitely working for you guys. Yeah. People are coming out in droves to support you on iTunes. We just the other day got a, a, a one-star review on iTunes. Well, that is one <laughs> That is one star too many. Let me tell you. The worst fucking piece of shit I've ever heard. This has been great, guys. Thanks, Scott. Ugh. That was good. Oh, he's got you crying over there. I'm good for the rest of the year. Nice. That was too much. So I'm having these conversations with these guys on Facebook. Last week I played the, I'm sure you've seen the video of the kid that stood up in court and had the speech about being raised by two moms. This thing has like 150 comments on it. Yeah. And up until a certain point, it's all like good for him. That was great. I can hear the music, you know, swelling up behind him. And then the Jesus people came in. Oh, okay. What do they have to say? He's an abomination. Oh, it's like, you know what? You can do whatever you want. And God created man in his own image, but you have to fight the sin. It's like, oh, really? You fucking twats. Really? This is what we're going to do? Right. So I'm just like, I, I'm I'm half-assedly arguing with these people. Yeah. Like, they are writing paragraphs in response to what I write. And you're like, you're a tool. I have like three sentences, you know? It's like... Um, so we're just gonna pick abs, you know, why don't we just take our rules from a book written in the Middle East by a bunch of uneducated desert dwellers and then rewritten throughout the centuries to fit political and social needs. That's, that's a good way to base your morals. I said, you know, the problem I have with religion is that it removes, um, altruism from your behavior. You're doing it because you will be rewarded and so you are not punished i do things because they're the right thing to do right it's like like, i'm not doing it to go to heaven i'm doing it like my aunt used to say because i just don't be an asshole yeah and then they tried they they argue well there's no such thing as altruistic behavior because anytime you do something it's and you know what to a certain degree i agree with the fact that there's no true like good for the sake of good 
because if no, because you, you if you do something good, you do get a little like right. good feeling. You get a little feeling. buzz. You get it's a little like, back. Yeah, yeah. Right. So but it's that's, better than touching yourself, I guess. In public, uh, so. It's questionable. It's a different kind of. But it definitely feeling. is. Um, but I think that that helping people or donating stuff, doing like toys for tots at Christmas, yeah. or you know, giving money or a blanket to a home. Go to find out. Oh, it's about kids. You don't get tater tots. Oh. That's such bullshit. They need to change that. <laughs> How long did you wait at that box for somebody Fuck. to show up and tell you? I'm like, what? Where are you? These <laughs> better be good tater no, tots. You know what was great? I was at my kid's school, and um, there's a poster, and we're walking out because I had done the, the film thing, right? Yeah. And um, I walk out, and there's a poster, you know, Toys for Tots, and I'm walking out with one of my students. And I'm just like, I think that's really awesome. You give them, you give them toys, they give you tater tots. And there is absolutely nothing like the bewildered, <laughs> condescending look of an eight-year-old <laughs> whose head is just going... What the fuck is wrong with this guy? I'm just like, because I love tater tots, and yeah, I'll buy a toy, get some tater tots. You'd think that, oh, okay, hey, you know what? The toy's probably much, but you know what? It's cooking them. I got to cook them myself, but if I just have to bring a toy, and they're going to give me tater tots? That's awesome. Do we bring them to the calf? How does this work? You know? Yeah. It's just like, what is going on? Really? Yep. What is wrong with you? These are the kids that I'm making my zombie movie uh, with. yeah. I got that one fat kid who's like, so I'm, terrible. so I'm making, so I'm playing the cop and I get to, you know, I'm making the donuts. I get the, I get a donut. I get, yeah. Okay. When are we shooting that <laughs> next, next week, buddy? All right. So we shooting that today. No, it's, what? <laughs> just like, just, yeah. Nova is at the point now where, where, when you say anything that is not like in line with the conversation. Her response is to take a jump step back, look at you, and go, what? <laughs> <laughs> and it's so cute. It's so hard not to laugh. What are you talking about, Willis? When, 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 um, when I say, oh, hold on, girls. You sit on the sofa. I'm going to go out, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check the mail. And then you'll come right back in. No, I thought I'd, I'd go you know, have a pizza and then come back. What? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the hardest part is they don't understand sarcasm. Yeah. That's really difficult because you'll say something and you'll think it's really funny and clever and they'll start crying. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and then you the, have to explain it. The other side of that is when they get sarcasm. I have learned my lesson. Well, okay. You. Yes. Because, you know, <laughs> I am uh, paying for years of that. And I get it mostly from Cole. Really? Cole's really? He's so quick-witted. Uh, he really is, and he really loves to play with words. <laughs> it's so impressive. It's so great. Nice. So he's just a, he's just a trip. He's that's, so funny. That's not how you described it when right. the other one got sarcasm. No, she's just being a bitch. It was like you wanted to start pit fighting at oh that point. Oh, my God. Uh. But it was funny because uh, my niece <laughs> asked me, she said, if, if it wasn't about like school and everything, who of the children would you have brought to you know, hang out like if you could bring one of the kids to the wedding uh, uh, down to Virginia, and I said, you know what, I would have probably taken any one of them because they're all cool to hang out with. Olivia would have been a blast; she would have been really cool to hang out with, you know, hanging out on a plane and stuff like that. Yeah. So, so what uh, are you doing there? No, uh, no. Look at that. See, really, this is what I wrote one sentence, and I get I get this from that guy, right? 
And then I get that from another guy. Oh, that's ridiculous. Because we veered so far off of the gay marriage should be perfectly fine with everybody. Shut right. the fuck up. So I brought it back and I wrote, um, you know, because I thought it'd be funny to see what happened. Um, what does any of this have to do with gay marriage after this much? That's a lot, huh? Mm. <laughs> so 84 comments. Um <clears throat> So what this one guy wrote was, um, well, my initial point was that the Bible doesn't recognize any such thing as gay marriage. It defines marriage originally in Genesis and in perpetuity since the New Testament as a union of one man and one woman. Yeah, but then if you go and read another book like Gone with the Wind or, you know, Dracula, or Dracula, yeah. uh, it really doesn't get into that at all. So, you know, pick a book, I guess. And so... People who believe in the authority of the Bible as a moral guide for human affairs must hold to this definition of marriage rather than permit marriage to be watered down into the union of just two consenting adults without regard for gender. Yeah, let's ask the Kardashians to talk about the sanctity of marriage. Why yeah. don't we do that in maybe 72 days? Hold on a second. Um, I need to just reply to this. Yeah, and I know this might be boring to some people, but I love fucking with the religious people. So I have copied and pasted, uh, and so people who believe in the authority of the Bible as a moral guide for human affairs must hold to this definition of marriage um, rather than let it be watered down. So I'm just going to write that. Sorry, I can't talk and type at the same time. Gay marriage won't water down other <laughs> marriages. Divorce did that. There we go. So that's done. Right. My trolling event of the day has finished. It's been tough, too, because I've been doing quarterly maintenance, so I don't get the time at the computer I normally do. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Um, You want to see what we got on our Facebook group here? Sure. I thought I would start a Facebook page, or if anybody out there wants to start a Facebook group and then, you know, <clears throat> do that, I thought it would be fun. To invite people like that to try to convert me back to Christianity. Yeah. It can be called, let's bring Chris back into the flock. I was going to say, convince me, Jesus freaks. Yeah, well, I'd leave out the freaks part because it might be difficult to get them to show up. But if anybody... That just means they're not up to the challenge. I'm just, I'm thinking maybe James in Australia would have kind of fun setting yeah. that up. Um, if you want to set up a group and invite me to it, we can direct people over there the people that argue with us on facebook we can direct over there and you know what if they have a convincing enough argument i'll i'll heavily consider going back we'll simulcast a church service how about that we could actually oh you know it'd be great a commentary from a church oh my god a running oh you know it was really funny i heard this i heard this comedian i think it was jim 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 gaffigan yeah. he goes hey if you haven't if you've never been to a catholic mass it's still going on right now <laughs> I, 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 we, we've got wedding invitations before, and um, my only question about a, a service in a church is, is it a full mass? Yeah, because that's really an aerobics class. That, stand well, up, sit down, kneel. Stand up, sit like, down, I'm, kneel. I'm going to see you married, and a lot of people may not share your faith, but we'll, we will all happily go to the church to watch and share that day with you. Yeah. Don't force us through the rest of it. I mean, it's just boring. You know what they don't like you to do? <laughs> do not. Under any circumstances, 
and I think that I can share my wisdom with some of you younger folks out mm. there. Do not bring porn to read. Oh, not to read. You may not. No. You may, you know, penthouse forum. You read it for the letters and the, the, you know, the catchy little. I never thought it would happen to me, but <laughs> don't read that in church. Not out loud because you're gonna sake. you're gonna tent. Because um, you're in dress pants, <laughs> and that's just awkward for everybody. And you do have to stand up and exactly. sit down. Exactly, you know, stand up, lot. sit yeah. down, kneel, stand up, sit down, kneel. It's yeah. really an aerobics class. It is. It is. So um, your body's your temple. That whole kind of thing. <laughs> so, so with that in mind, um, we come to a picture of the Pope. It look, you know, at first a split baby. second, for a split second, it looked like he was blowing bubbles. Doesn't it look like there's a straw coming out of that baby, like he's going <laughs> to drink its blood? I want to drink that baby. Yeah, <laughs> Anthony, um, it's a baby shake. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. <laughs> you don't want to stir it. You want a baby shake it, not oh. stirred. Oh, okay. So uh, Anthony, have that this... English nanny make that drink for oh, you. That... Oh. Man, let me finish this. So Anthony put this up here. Um, it says, Pope says child rape isn't that bad. And it was normal back in his day. Yeah. So was baking up Jews in an oven. Yeah, but... and, and leeches. <laughs> <laughs> and fearing the night. <laughs> yeah. But there was no leech raping. So we've come a long way. I don't know. if Was that ever a thing? I have no idea what I'm talking about right Nobody now. Nobody does. Victims of clerical sex abuse have reacted furiously to Pope Benedict's claim yesterday that pedophiles, oh, sorry, pedophilia wasn't considered an, quote, absolute evil as recently as the 1970s. It's not so bad. You, you know you why? Know, if you love somebody. Because <laughs> nobody knew it was going on. Yeah. In his traditional Christmas address yesterday. He's this early. Is, this is from last year, actually. So. Uh. So, but still, I hadn't read this out loud on the show yet, so it's news. Um, yes, this is from uh, December 24, 2010. Do you, you don't remember anything like this, do you? No. Okay. Um, to cardinals and officials working in Rome, Pope Benedict, the whatever the fuck number, I know it is, it's 16, also claimed that child pornography was increasingly considered normal by society. Mm, no. And if you can imagine an Emperor Palpatine voice while this is being said, in the 1970s, pedophilia was theorized as something fully in conformity with man and even with children, the Pope said. I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. If anyone said that and they were serious about it, I think they should be executed. The Pope said, hey, if they took the candy, they made that commitment. Kids have to learn that there are consequences to actions. Okay? Yeah, it's not my fault. I don't need to pay any price for that. And sometimes that lollipop is really just going to come out of somebody's ass. It was maintained, even within the realm of Catholic theology, that there is no such thing as evil in itself or good in itself. There is only a better than and a worse than. Nothing is good or bad in itself. Wow, it's kind of like a clerical sort of who would you fuck, who would you marry, who would you kill kind yeah. of thing. Because none of it's, like, terrible. It's just like, um, it's all right. Moral relativism should not be coming from the Pope. Yeah, I know, huh? <laughs> like, like his just indifference to the whole thing. Right. That's just weird. The Bible is the absolute rules, but, you know, some you know, of the stuff yeah. is... God is know. absolute evil. Everything else, kind of a gray area. You know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. They're looking for the gray area. Ah, oh, the Pope said abuse revelations in 2010 reached, quote, an unimaginable dimension which brought humiliation on the church. 
That's yeah. It's an odd choice of words. Mm. Asking how abuse exploded within the church. Oh man, that's a terrible word. <laughs> the pontiff called on senior clerics to quote repair as much as possible the injustices that occurred and to help victims heal through a better presentation of the Christian message. Wait a minute, repair the injustices? Yeah. That means get that anal fissure looked at, little boy. <laughs> we cannot remain silent about the context of these times in which these events have come to light, he said, citing the growth of child pornography that seems in some way to be considered more and more normal by society. What the fuck is wrong with this guy? How many of us, let's open a pool now. How long is it going to take before we find that there is a child porn website or distribution run by a priest i mean it's that's that's the next thing that's like the next seventh level of you know you know what it's you know it's going to be internal servers near um the basilica yeah exactly and it's going to be um i love kitties dot vat (laughs) right and it's going to be no 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 it's called (laughs) i'd hit that dot vat vat, yeah yeah that shit's got a rhyme if it's not in latin it has to rhyme Mm. um but outraged Dublin victim Andrew Madden last night, so a year ago, insisted that child abuse was not considered normal in the company he kept. No, nor in polite society. <laughs> he insists that child rape actually is that bad. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> that it's a horrible thing that will ruin your life. Despite what the Pope says, um, yes, they he believes that it is um that the Pope is wrong on this one. <laughs> Mr. Madden accused the Pope of not knowing what child pornography was, not knowing that child pornography was the viewing of images of children being sexually abused and should not <laughs> be It's not the children taking the pictures. <laughs> All I see are those big doughy-eyed kids with the, the hummels. Yeah, the little kid. Yeah. Or the little kids directing. No, no, no. Now, now suck his cock. <laughs> it's okay. We'll get it in post. I have a vision. <laughs> Uh, he said, that is not normal. I don't know what company the Pope has been keeping for the last 50 years. Well, a bunch of fucking pedophiles. <laughs> Pope Benedict also said, sex tourism in the third world was threatening an entire generation. But, you know, hey. How job, would he know about Jobs that? are jobs. Oh. <laughs> angry, Blow or otherwise. Oh, angry abuse victims in America last night, so a year ago said that while some church officials have blamed the liberalism of the 60s for the church's sex abuse scandals and cover-up catastrophes... That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, that that's exactly... That's what it was. Because normal society influences the church's behavior. Right. Yeah, okay. Um, Pope Benedict has come up with a new theory of blaming the 70s. Blaming the 70s. Yes, okay. Child porn is... We can blame Jefferson Starship. Hey, we watched that special. Yes, we built this city on cock and balls, apparently. <laughs> Catholics on should... hairless balls. Yeah, that sounds. Oh, bad. Catholics should be embarrassed to hear their pope talk again and again about abuse while doing little or nothing to stop it and to mischaracterize this heinous crisis. Said Barbara Blaine, the head of Snap. I think you could stop that whole thing. A Catholic should be embarrassed. Period. End of statement. <laughs> Snap is uh, survivors network of those abused by priests. It is fundamentally disturbing to watch a brilliant man so conveniently misdiagnose a horrific scandal, she added. The Pope insists on talking about a vague, broader context he can't control while ignoring the clear, broader context he can influence. 
the longstanding and unhealthy culture of a rigid, secretive, all-male church hierarchy fixated on excuse me, self-preservation at all costs. This is the context that matters. Parenthetically, yes, we understand the un- we, we we acknowledge the unfortunate use of the word rigid in this article <laughs> and exploded <laughs> cockballs. The, uh, the latest controversy comes as the German magazine Der Spiegel comes. <laughs> yeah, continues to investigate the Pope's role in allowing a known pedophile priest to work with children in the early 1980s and more. Well, and, I think it's you know the the. Maybe they were getting that from the priests. No, you know what? Um, you know the child rape isn't that bad. I'm okay. Yeah. I'm all right. <laughs> well, thank you, Father, for letting us know. But that little boy is crying in the corner. He's huddled in a ball. He's praying. So, uh, in the ongoing uh, trolling activities that I'm doing, um, this guy says, "I agree that divorce, especially no fault divorce, eroded marriage first, and very grievously." But not with four lightsabers. But gay marriage will simply add to the pace of the erosion. So I have one word response for him. What? How? Yeah. I want this fucking bigot to dig his own hole. (laughs) (laughs) The mischaracterization, oh, the militarization, same thing, of Christmas, how Santa Claus's image has turned violent. In Arizona, families can have their photos taken with Santa while toting rifles at the Scottsdale Gun Club. The club's general manager, Ron Kennedy, that's unfortunate, said his members love the photos, which are a, quote, fun and safe way to express their holiday spirit and passion for firearms. They could also go deer hunting with Santa if they want. Others feel the photos are inappropriate, especially in the state where Congresswoman Gabrielle Giffords was gravely injured by crazed shooter Jared Loeffner. And in an attempt at assassination. Around the world, security guards in the Coex Mall in Seoul, South Korea, are being encouraged to dress like Santa as they carry out their daily duties. The merry men were recently filmed demonstrating their martial arts skills. As part of an interview with mall security director Kung Kim, Fu Fighting Santa, Kim Yong That's Mok, awesome. He says the costumes are designed to create a happy environment during the Christmas season, but make no mistake. By the looks of their moves, they are more than ready to karate kick a sp- suspected thief back. Is there video of that? I want to see karate no, there fighting isn't. Santas. What do guns have to do with Santa Claus? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know either. Oh, we did that one. Let me close that. Um, I, I don't have a whole lot of great stories this week. I do want to look one up, though. Um, Hold on. Did you hear about the morning after pill um, getting on the shelves next to the aspirin? No. Yeah, that's probably going to happen soon. Huh. I mean, you can get it without a prescription. It's right. like kept at the pharmacy, but now it's like no age restriction. They're thinking about doing it with no age restriction and just having it on like the regular open shelves. So let me ask you this question. Mm-hmm. Why is that not the most important issue in the Republican debates now? I don't know. Is this like country, probably countrywide? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, that's like talks within the FDA. That's happening. Maybe. Interesting. So that's more big government. Blah, 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 blah. All right, let's go to local news. Judge denies bail for man accused of shaking baby. Okay. Oh, this isn't the actual one that I thought oh. uh, that it was, which is 
Oh, it. wait a minute, wait a minute, wait. This is a story we need to talk about after this. So okay. Don't let me forget. Okay. Um, this one? Why is this news? That sounds like common sense to me. Well, it was in Peabody. Yeah. Anybody we know? Uh, no, I checked that out. Um, let me let me read through this and make sure it is the right one um, because what the guy did to the kid was disgusting. Shaking um, it? Well, no, it was worse than that. Yeah, this is it. Okay. His head looked like a snow globe. A Peabody father who investigators say admitted to shaking and later headbutting his infant daughter. <laughs> that is going to say baking. Will remain held without bail. Um, Judge Matthew Nestor called the allegations against Richard Elias, who's 22, and that's his IQ. I don't know what age yeah. he is. Horrifying, and said there are no conditions he could set that could ensure the safety of Elias' now estranged wife or their eight-week-old daughter. The baby girl named Isabella is still hospitalized. This was on November 10th, by the way, and I read about this like a week ago. Um, prosecutor Kate McCall, How old's the baby? Eight weeks. What a douche. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's a dude, not the mildly. baby. Well, yeah, I mean, there's only a certain number of things an eight-week-old <laughs> baby can do to make it a dude. You asshole, you're so young. <laughs> All you do is drool. Um, the injuries all but certain to leave her with lifelong disabilities. She suffered bleeding on both sides of her brain, damage to her frontal lobe, and what appears to be some death of brain tissue. Uh, doctors also found retinal hemorrhages, which suggests the child may lose her sight. Now you know what happens at this point. You you find out at like what twelve your schoolmates would tell you why you're the way you are. <laughs> and then you train till you're about twenty years old how to kill somebody while you're blind. <laughs> and then you find this fucker and you cut him so he slowly bleeds I, out. Are you kidding me? Jail is probably the safest place for this piece of oh, shit. Oh no, no. Yeah, no, jail's the worst place for him. Did you say safest? Well, I mean, they can try to protect him, but if he's out in the world, someone's going to run him over. With no, him. if he's in general population in a jail. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, you what headbutted you, a baby what tough are you, guy? What are you in yeah. for? Here, headbutt this barbell. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're going to anally rape him with a chair. Yeah. Yeah. They also found four to five rib fractures that were in the process of healing. So that's not the first time he hurt the baby. The weird, there was a weird thing about this. Um... She had a restraining order on him, and she had left him with the baby. Uh, that's weird. Here's the worst part. Elias stayed home to care for the crying baby. He would later tell investigators that he grew frustrated and headbutted her because she would not stop crying while he was trying to drink beer and play Xbox. Hmm. So many... Bad decisions there. <laughs> yes. Like, I want to beat him to within an inch of his life with his Xbox and then hold his head underneath a, like, in a tub of beer. Yeah. So that he is beaten, bruised, and eventually drowns. You know what I would like to do? Oh, let me finish this part here. At one point, Elias began giving, began giving the ch the infant chest compressions and told the other players on Xbox Live that his daughter was having seizures and asked for their advice. They told him to call 911. Yeah. This 22-year-old moron asked complete strangers what to do. And then he dialed 9, what, 12? 
I don't think it's that bad. I'll call 909. He didn't. And when his wife called from the party she was at, he told her only that Isabella was having seizures again. You know what I think yeah. they need to do? They need to take the mom. Yeah. Okay. Find a big guy. Use the mom as a club to beat the shit out of the dude. Yeah. Kill them both. Yeah. Okay. Because these people out of that little girl's lives is the best possible thing. Yes. That could happen to her. Yeah. I would like to um, get a dirt bike and uh, prop the back wheel up off the ground. You can rev it. Yeah. And I will just slowly press his face into the tire. Oh, fuck that weed whack, weed whacker to his balls. Oh, you know what? The and weed then, whacker without the wire, the one with the the, the, the plastic yeah. the cutting blades yeah. that don't break. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is interesting, too. Um, Elias's attorney, public defender Mark Schmidt, suggested that the restraining order, along with some other conditions, such as the electronic monitoring bracelet, would be enough to protect the victim. Elias, who was born in Texas and grew up in Utica, New York, also fathered twins by a woman there when he was 18. Shortly after that, he enlisted in the Army. He was discharged four or five months ago after serving time in several countries, including Iraq. While Elias is only tied to the area as an uncle in Methuen, that uncle was willing to take him in. He's a soldier, Schmidt said. Uh, He knows how to follow orders. I just don't see that he poses a substantial threat to anyone. Oh, so no one ordered him to not shake a baby. Here's your list of shit not to do during the day, soldier. Shake a baby. Don't do it. (laughs) It's never, ever good. No. No. That's fucking disgusting, and I hope he dies a miserable, painful fucking death like a fucking rabbit dog. Hey, I have a kind of a funny, interesting story. Good. I was Um, hoping. (laughs) So at the theater, this car's couple, this couple's car was broken into. Oh. Now... I'm going to, because we called the police, I'm going to say that this can be public record. So I'm going to use their names. Okay. Because whatever, the, because really, what can they do? They're not going to hear this. Anybody Probably who not. might know them is never going to hear this. Okay. Okay. And these people are like late 60s, early 70s. All right. Okay. I don't know if they know how to use the iTunes. Right. So <laughs> the dude comes in. They're waiting for the police to come and stuff like that. He comes in, you know, thanks for letting us use your phone, blah, right. blah, blah, introduces himself. His name is... Duncan Cox. Oh, swear that to cannot God. be real. Isn't that awesome? The woman's name, all right. The woman's name, Kristen Mellons. I'm just like, oh my God. I'm looking at 60 year old porn stars. Duncan Cox. How do you go through life with a name like that and not be in porn? Also, her name. What's her first name? Kristen. Kristen Mellon Duncan's. No, Cox. Cox, Duncan, Melons. What's going on here? Duncan. Oh, it Duncan's be, his first name. It would name. be Melon Cox. Melon Cox, yeah. Melon Cox. Yeah. Okay. Wow. This, there, was just, there was just too much there. Ex- I got exactly. way too confused. Exactly. Don't tell me they weren't doing porn in the 70s. Oh. Back before people shaved. Yeah. That was, it was absolutely hilarious. Um, another story. Speaking of porn. Yeah. Malden school teacher uh, in a charter school in Malden mm. um, found out that he used to do gay porn. Yeah, Mike Baudet on Fox News, that fucking douchebag, found it out. Yeah, and outed him. 
Who um, cares? Yeah, it's in his past. I don't know. It's a, it's a weird thing. It's a charter school, so it's not. Um, oh, it doesn't fall under teachers' union stuff? Exactly. It doesn't okay. fall under teachers' unions. The Malden public school system doesn't really have any authority right. over him. So my buddy Gary, who was just elected mayor of Malden, I'm not sure if this really? is his first scandal. Yeah. Huh. Uh, yeah, I went to high school with him. Nice. So, yeah, he, he just recently got elected. I don't know if he's been um, you know, sworn in yet or anything. Huh. I'm just like, wow, that's like a, that's like a, the first scandal you don't want, you know? <laughs> So I don't I don't see why that's a problem. See, but the thing is, though, I don't know if it's like one of those things that would ever come to like the children's attention. In net, well, not until they're older. I mean, the, and yeah, only if I they're mean, interested. Exactly. So I I don't know. What does that matter? I mean, really, where does the where does the reporter get like off it's on something, that? It's not like it's something that is going to come up in a classroom setting. Well, let me tell you about my old jobs. I took a dick every now and yeah, again. Yeah, I mean, if it, it if it doesn't show up on a Corey report, who gives a shit? Well, it wasn't illegal. But that's what I'm saying. Exactly. So. But people suck, and well, clearly and get paid for and it. Get paid for it. Um, but other people are just douchebags who enjoy the whole notion of like ripping people a new one <laughs> and get paid for it. Get paid for it. Man, when are you going to get to the other side of this argument <laughs> and get paid for it? <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't understand why that. I don't ma- and my either. the big question that I've seen is um, how the fuck did Mike Bodette find out about this? Oh. Was he watching? I and he's like, that totally guy looks familiar. I know that guy. Let me look at him up on IMDb. Oh, God. People need to mind their own fucking yeah, business. Yeah, they really do. Literally their own fucking business. Yeah. Speaking of which. Arizona Sheriff. What the oh, fuck no. I wanted, to, I wanted to, oh, see if, um, to see if he responded. Yeah. Nothing yet. No. No. Who's I, that Arizona Sheriff? Arizona Sheriff Joe... Arpeo. Arpeo failed to investigate over 400 sex crimes, including molestations of undocumented children. This is supposed to be kind of like uh, a whole tree falling in the woods thing, you know? <laughs> no, what do you mean? Means you know if they're, you know, if a tree falls in the woods and there's nobody there, does anybody hear it? Right. Well, it doesn't make a sound. This one, if undocumented children are molested, does nope, anybody but, hear them scream? But it includes. Yeah, oh. that. So it's not just undocumented children. Arizona's infamous Sheriff Joe Arpaio. Uh, it says he's a Republican. I don't know if that matters um, in this. I just put it up here because he's a giant douche. Spends a lot of time playing politics and apparently no time doing his actual job. Hmm. The AP reports that over a three-year period ending in 2007, Arpeo inadequately investigated or in some instances didn't even work more than 400 sex crimes reported to his office. The case include dozens of alleged child molestations. First and, they tell us to stay out of people's bedrooms, then they want me to get involved. What's a pasty white guy to do? <laughs> In El Mirage, Arizona, where Arpeo provided contract services, he failed to follow through on at least 32 reported child molestations, some victims as young as two. Many of the children were undocumented immigrants. According to an El Mirage detective, Arpeo's people essentially put their feet on the desk, and that was that. They didn't even bother typing that shit up on their invisible typewriter. Oh, man. El- the desk was not available for comment. <laughs> In El Mirage alone, where Arpeo's office was providing contract police services, locals discovered at least 32 reported child molestations with victims as young as two, in which 
The sheriff's office failed to follow through, even though suspects were known in all but six cases. El Mirage Detective Jerry Laird, who reviewed some of the investigations, learned from a summary of 50 to 75 cases, case files he picked up from Arpaio's office that an overwhelming majority of them had been, hadn't been worked. That meant there were no follow-up reports, no collection of additional forensic evidence, and zero effort made after the initial report of the crime was taken. I, why wouldn't the parents push for this? That, that doesn't... Ah. I think that at some point prior to the contract for police services running out, they put their feet on the desk and that was that. So that was like actual quotes there in the middle. Arpaio refused to answer questions for months and declined a public records request for an internal affairs report citing potential disciplinary actions. He acknowledged. <laughs> I don't want to show you because I might get in trouble. <laughs> what? He acknowledged his office completed an internal probe into the. <laughs> Yeah. That's part of the problem. Somebody else completed an internal <laughs> probe as well. Into the investigation, but said, I don't think it's right to get into it until we get to the bottom of this. Wow. Oh, man. I know where our minds are. They're and, just and see if there's disciplinary having, action against any employee. Way too much fun with this article. Yeah. Uh, hey, he answered me. Oh, yeah. What are you right? Let's see. Let me ask you this. How many people use the word gay to mean happy anymore? Very few, if any. Why? Because the word's former meaning has been completely overshadowed by its latter-day meaning and because the latter-day meaning... Oh, my God. He just goes on and on. Conjures up such negative feelings in so many. What? I honestly, I've read like a quarter of the shit this guy's written. Uh, and because the latter day meaning conjures up such negative feelings in so many that most would rather discontinue the use of the word altogether than have their meaning misconstrued. How long before the same thing happens to the word marriage? You can't apply the same word to two different kinds of human pairings. Uh, you're wrong. Uh, one natural and complementary, the other unnatural and dissonant. And not have the meaning of one, distasteful as it is to many, bleed over into the other and corrupt it beyond recognition. How many couples are going to desire marriage once the word comes to commonly represent something that disgusts them, as well as the beautiful... Oh, for fuck's sake. As well as the beautiful thing to which they had formerly aspired. That thing which will in fact no longer exist once all natural and biological meaning has been stripped from the institution, making it nothing more than a ratification of human desire rather than of human design. Is this on the Are You Serious page? No, this is on um, uh, Stefan's uh, page. Uh, okay. Are you friends with Stefan? Uh, maybe, I don't know. I can send you a link to it. You want to get in on this? Uh, I don't know. It probably not. I'll end up swearing a lot. And just I have not. Tool. Honestly, I, how do you respond to that? I mean, he's you, you know he's but, essentially but saying that gay you, people are icky. Yeah, he's like a fucking idiot. It just it's like why do people look at just the fucking amount of like like the guy's got like two hundred words there. Yeah, easily. Like, guy, just it. <sighs> I just don't understand it. Okay, it's affecting your life in that you're spending all this time talking about something that yeah. doesn't matter to you. Yeah. You know, it does it's not it's just not. 
affecting marriage. Yeah. It's just, it's ridiculous. Uh, I don't know. I, I just, I just don't understand it, Kate. Like, who, who cares? I don't care. I've been married 12 years. You know, it's like if gay people want to get married and join the fray, bring it. So uh, I think because because I'll respond as everybody else, because I'll respond because we're doing the show, because honestly, I would have given up interest by now. Um, I wrote when gay marriage was allowed here in mass, my marriage did not change. All it did was allow a lot more people to live their lives with the ones they love. Exactly. So I would now see this is where I would get in trouble. I, my thing would be so stop being a douche. Yeah, well, I know that um, Stefan a little while ago said that he found uh, the whole conversation very interesting, and that's why I'm going because I know I'm entertaining him. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's yeah, so ridiculous. Yeah, it really is. But whatever. But so are communist muppets and. Priests, yeah. fucking children. So, hey, what else we got? James posted something here. Hey, Chris, here's an excerpt from one of our Australian shows. Uh, yeah, I heard about this. I did not. I didn't watch the clip. Q and A with Dawkins pulling apart a quite frankly ridiculous question posted by a Muslim. I'm insulted with the question he posed, actually, and you can just see Dawkins suck in some air and maintain his composure before answering. How many times does he have to answer this damn question, though? It's always the same from religious nuts. How can atheists... Oh, it's the morality question. Yes, exactly. Uh, and then James closes the quote off with, go fuck yourself, you righteous cunts. Yeah. So let's see uh, what we got here. Our next question comes from in the audience. It's from Hamza Qureshi. Um, my question is for Professor Dawkins. Considering that uh, atheism cannot possibly have any sense of absolute morality... Would it not then be an irrational leap of faith, which atheists themselves so harshly condemn, for an atheist to decide between right and wrong? What? <laughs> absolute morality. The, the, the absolute morality that a religious person might profess would include, what, stoning people for adultery? Nice. Death for apostasy? Uh, Punishment for breaking the Sabbath. These are all things which are religiously based absolute moralities. I don't think I want an absolute morality. I think I want a morality that that is thought out, reasoned, argued, discussed, and... ...based upon, I could almost say, intelligent design. Wow. Can we not design our society which has the sort of morality, the sort of society that, that we want to live in? If you actually look at the, the moralities that are accepted among modern people, among 21st century people, we don't believe in slavery anymore, we believe in equality of women, um, we believe in, in being gentle, we believe in being kind to animals. These are all things which are entirely recent. They have very little basis in biblical or Quranic scripture. They are, th- they are things that have developed over historical time through a consensus of reasoning, sober discussion, argument, legal theory, political and moral philosophy. 
These do not come from religion. To the extent that you can find the good bits in religious scriptures, you have to cherry pick. You, you search your way through the Bible or the Quran and you find the occasional verse that is a, an acceptable profession of morality. And you say, look at that, that's religion. And you leave out all the horrible bits. <laughs> and you say, oh, we don't believe that anymore. We've grown out of that. Well, of course we've grown out of it. We've grown out of it because of secular moral philosophy and rational discussion. Tony Burke. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just like, you douchebag. Honestly, though, once he started talking, I'm like, oh, I've heard this on like six different occasions. Yeah. He always says that stuff. But this down here caught my eye. Atheism destroyed with one question. Oh, okay. And the guy looks like Ali G. Um, it starts off with text. Surah 52:35. They were created of nothing, or were they themselves the creators? This is going to be brilliant, isn't it? Reproduction of organisms is a clear proof that God exists. Which came first, the chicken or the egg? Excuse me, Mr. Atheist, you believe in evolution, and even though it's okay to believe in evolution and God at the same time, I just have a question for you. What came first, the chicken or the egg? Um, well, I guess the... the chicken came first, yeah, the chicken. But chickens come from eggs. Oh, um, well, I guess the egg came first, yeah, the egg. But eggs come from chickens. Okay, actually what really happened is the chicken and the egg both came at the same time. I never happened. They evolved from fish and fish eggs. Oh, that's not true. That oh, which nice. one came first, the fish or the fish egg? Um, the fish. The fish come from fish eggs. Oh, wait a minute. The egg. This but fish eggs come from fish. So I guess this means that one of them had to be created. Excuse me. It, that has to be trolling. That is so idiotic. Oh, yeah. Let's see what, what we got here. Creationist fail. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I thought it was pretty bad. That was dumb. Yeah. This looks worse. I don't know. Whatever. Fuck that shit. Exactly. What else? Maybe we should take a break. Yeah, that's a good Maybe idea. for a break. All right, we'll be right back. I want you to know I'm happy for you I wish nothing but the best for you both Another person of me is she perverted like me But she goes down on you in a theater Does she speak eloquent?
Do you find yourself looking for a different type of genre podcast? Do you find yourself on the weekends wondering when you will find that one film that might change your life? Well, then maybe you should check out The Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema with your host Big Willie and the Samurai. Bringing class to the trash since 1977 and rocking the house. You can find The Gentleman at ggtmc.com. Class to the trash. Hey fans, it's Ken Forey. Just want to tell you about Mail Order Zombie. Great company. They review zombie films, any zombie film, every zombie film. And it's uh, something you should tune into. So if you get a chance, go to the website, look these guys up, Mel Zombie, and find out what the hot zombie films are today. What's going on? These guys are right on the the cutting edge of of reviewing zombie movies. And if you're a zombie, or you want to be a zombie, or you're thinking about being a zombie, or your mom's a zombie, your dad's a zombie, your damn mother-in-law's a zombie, tune into Mel Zombie, baby. You'll find out what's going on. Ken Forey, and that's out. I didn't make anyway, a break, so all that we did was just stop and take start a again. Break so. from that douche nozzle. What else we got going on this week? Um, let's see what we got. It. Not much. Oh, <laughs> uh, Saudi Arabia report: women driving spurs premarital sex. Well, of course, because they can drive to a booty call. <laughs> I think it makes things easier. A report given to a high-level advisory group in Saudi Ooh. Arabia claims that allowing women in the kingdom to drive could encourage premarital sex, a rights activist said Saturday. Well, you've got those gear shifts just right there in their hands. <laughs> the ultra-conservative stance suggests increasing pressure on King Abdullah to retain the kingdom's male-only driving rules despite international criticism. Rights activist Walid Abu Al-Kahir said... We'll call him Jerry. ...said the document by a well-known academic was sent to the all-male... Shura Council, which advises the monarchy. The report by Kamal Subhi claims that allowing women to drive will threaten the country's traditions of virgin brides, he said. The suggestion is that driving will allow greater mixing of genders and could promote sex. All right. I'm not critical of 
the Middle East very often because I, am, I don't stupid. Well, I don't I don't give enough of a shit to find out what they're all about. But who the fuck runs that place? Fourteen year olds? I know, huh? It is the teenagers. The, the, their religion and their belief system is like the fucking dark ages for Christianity, isn't it? I mean, it's the stupidest. Fu- oh, women have to cover up because men can't control themselves. Right. I might want to fuck her, so let's make her look like a mattress. Wait, no, that's not a good idea. Let's make her look like a the giant bag. Mm, well, you know, a guy will fuck a bag. I mean, come on, <laughs> let's think about it, kids. <laughs> uh, Saudi women have staged several protests defying the driving ban. They oh. did so naked. <laughs> there were no survivors. The king... That's not true. The king has already promised some reforms, including allowing women to vote in municipal elections in 2015. But they can't get to in, the polls because they can't drive. Well, they, they they can't drive, so they can't get to the poll. If any, yeah, I know, huh? <laughs> if anything, I would think you want women to drive because, quite frankly, man, if you're going to give your bitch a ride everywhere, yeah. when the fuck are you going to whack off? In the 21st century, women can't vote or drive. In the Middle East. What the fuck is going on there? So I guess putting the whole issue on a ballot's kind of a wasted idea. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Ah, that's good. So fuck that stupid shit. Um, but the problem in, in situations like that is that the U.S., you know, gives so much support to Saudi Arabia, and because they, yeah. the, the government, we enjoy having our air bases there, so we let that shit fly. I did hear a report on uh, NPR today that said that um, the United States is going to start taking into consideration how countries treat their their gay and lesbian um, citizens. I just and that's going to factor into the aid given to the country. So goodbye, Uganda. I just I just look forward to the um, to the headline that says you know U.S. to Saudis. You guys are whack. Yeah, I just uh, we're I out. I don't understand it. I mean, I I thought I thought you know reading about burning witches at the stake and shit was bad, but come on, in a in a in a day and age where the entire world is connected. This shit still goes yeah, on. Exactly. Fucking childish. Control your urges. Yeah. And shut the fuck up. What's this next one? Under oh, pressure from Anti Troy. Oh, Gingrich. He's a dick. Now, let's talk about Herman Cain. Oh, he quits. Herman Cain. No, cares? he suspended his 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 campaign. Oh, he suspended it permanently. But he quoted fucking Pokemon lyrics. Really? Yeah. That's a good way to go. The guy's a fucking Fruit bat. Uh, I was trying to get the. I like that he's a fruit bat. That's fucking awesome. I was. I, I can't get out of my head what that guy wrote about, um, you know, how many people use the word gay anymore. It's like, well, you know what? We don't use the word Negro either. So I think the best, the best example of like language and stuff like that is Louis C.K. talking about use of the word faggot. Yeah. Yeah. He's just like, when I was a kid, it didn't matter. I grew up and, you know, you didn't use the word faggot unless someone was being a faggot. <laughs> You know, and then he goes on to say, you know, not in a gay sense. I don't know how that stuff went on, but now it's yeah. just like, you know, if I was walking through the woods and I came across two guys sucking each other's dick, I don't know why I'm standing there watching, but, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and one of them just starts saying stupid stuff. I'd be like, look, just stop being a faggot and just suck like that guy's dick. dick. <laughs> it's just so funny. Well, maybe we should not have said that at the same time. <sighs> Whatever. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. 
Who's going to get the? Is it going to be Romney? Going to get the nomination? It's going to be Romney. Obama's going to win. I had this conversation with my dad, which is really tedious. Because <laughs> sorry, no, because Obama is going to get reelected. Yeah, I mean that that's going to happen. Yeah. Okay. So really, the Republicans are going to what they're going to do is sacrifice Romney. Yeah. And it'll be you know what? Because they'll be like. All right, fine. He's got all this support. Let's just let him take a run at it. We're going to fucking lose anyways. Right. And then he'll be done. And then we've got another four years to try and figure out who we're going to put up against Hillary Clinton. Honestly, I would would say that the best person for them to put up this this next time around is uh, John Huntsman. But he's too he's too fucking normal for everybody. Like I, I had all these these links that I didn't I didn't fucking save one of them was um let me see if i have it here i don't remember where i was reading it but it was some of the stupidest bullshit you would just read stuff and it's like are you fucking kidding me um let's see that's michelle bachman says a gay man can get married but only to a woman (laughs) teaching evolution is only evolution is censorship um Shit, I don't remember where it was. I don't think I have it here. But um, oh yes. god, there's Santorum. Let's talk about this stupid dick. Um, Rick Santorum says insurers should discriminate against people with pre-existing conditions. A parentheses doesn't really want to be president. San- I mean, Santorum, like- Romney, and um. And uh, oh, you know where I have it? I have it on my on my Facebook page. Let me let me go back here because I use the Facebook page kind of sometimes as a placeholder for stories. Yeah. Um, let me just scroll down here. Um, yeah. Got anything you want to say while I uh, <laughs> no, scroll really. down? I just because it's all bullshit. It doesn't matter. I'm still pissed off at the Occupy Wall Street people. Like they still fucking going. That's still going on, right? It's still, still a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. It's getting a little tedious. Sorry. Um, three GOP presidential candidates signed pledge to investigate. Oh, yeah. I love that. I, I saw this. I'm like, are you really? <laughs> yeah. Are you yeah. fucking kidding me? Can yes. I, let me. Let me. Yes, we're going to investigate. Let me tell you what it's anti-American behaviors of gay people. Yeah. So what you know, because it asks you to put when you when you when you put a link up on Facebook, you know, do you want to put a comment with it or something, right? Yeah. So you got to be kidding me. Bachman, yeah, it's par for her course, but Romney, I thought he was smarter than that. And Rick Santorum, oh, Rick, haven't you learned anything from the power of Google? <laughs> um, and this is uh this is um three GOP presidential candidates assigned pledge to investigate LGBT community. Get ready for another round of McCarthyism. Mitt Romney, Michelle Bachman, and Rick Santorum have all signed a pledge to form a commission to investigate the LGBT community if elected president. Because if, if if anything, you know, all gay people have regular meetings, right? Just oh, like yeah. just like all the African Americans do, so right. they can plot against Whitey. Right. Fucking bullshit. This pledge was created by the. We're just, you know, you know what the problem is? Huh. As just you know, white guys, we just. Um, we're just upset because they're better organized than we are. <laughs> you know the, the the the. Well, the only thing the only thing white people have that is really well organized is the Republican Party. And yeah, I know. Huh? <laughs> and baseball card collections. Oh yeah, and serial killers. Yeah. Um, this pledge was created by the National Organization for Marriage. Of course, it was. 
And they have a history of extreme views against homosexuals and anyone who votes to extend marriage rights to them. Of course they do. The pledge reads as follows. I, state your name. State your name. (laughs) Pledge to the American people that if elected president, I will. I'll look into this shit. (laughs) I'm going to look into this this gay thing. (laughs) I'm going to look into the gays. Um. And then it's it's got the in the in the brackets it's dot 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 establish a presidential commission on religious liberty to investigate and document reports of Americans who have been harassed or threatened for exercising key civil rights to organize to speak to donate or to vote for marriage and propose new protections if needed. So they're saying that the gay community is just a bunch of bullies, apparently, is bullying people who are speaking out against it, yeah, and and preventing people from their from having their their First Amendment rights to (laughs) say that they should. You know, this reminds me of an article I read about like electronic devices on airplanes. Okay, where it's been proven that these things don't. Right. Like, aren't going to take an airplane out of the sky. Right. You know? Um, but they haven't proven. No, wait, but here's the thing. You know what? I, I, I got to get this right because okay. it's like such double speak. It hasn't been proven that that they will take an airplane out of the sky, but it hasn't proven that they won't. Oh. So you can't use them. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 like, it's that double speak that like, allows them to say whatever they want. It's like, wait a minute. What? Well, yeah. we don't know that a chocolate chip muffin won't won't kill, um, <laughs> you know, won't bring an airplane down. So we're not going to have any of them on the plane. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The part that kills me here is that it's a presidential <laughs> commission on religious liberty. Yeah. Well, the gays, the gays, like, like they're a football team. And what's up with this, oh, we're a persecuted majority bullshit? You yeah. know? No. Guess what? If you're gonna start a commission on on gay people, they're the persecuted minority. Well, that's the thing. It's it's so crazy because just so they're gonna launch an investigation saying that the gay community is squashing the civil rights of people who don't like the gay community. Yeah. What? Yeah. We're yeah. F- I wonder which which speech would actually be more protected: the discriminatory speech or the "we want equal rights." Speech? I have to tell you. If Obama, and again, I've said it before, yeah. I've been disappointed in Obama, Meh. but if he doesn't win the next election, if he fucks this up in such a dukakius kind of way, okay, <laughs> then there is no hope for anyone. No. This is a total slam dunk. This is, this is you know, you've got the puck and there's no goalie. Yeah, okay? and no one's around you. And there's no ice and you're alone. <laughs> All right? Yeah. yeah. And the goal is the Grand Canyon. <laughs> All right? And you somehow miss. Yeah. How, the, how, do, you, how do you fuck that up? Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, really, these people are because saying the, the fucking Republicans shit. are such clowns. I mean, that there was a graphic going up down your your Facebook page about how many different bills of different types oh, yeah, Republicans yeah, yeah. have put forth, and none of them have to do with jobs. They're all about religion. Yeah, let's let me, taxes. Let me finish this, this up, bullshit, and then I'll and, then and I'll no read jobs that one. creation. Yeah. It's uh, To finish this article out, it says, in other words, the extreme right wing is going to persecute homosexuals on a whole new level if they have power after the 2012 election. 
Homosexuals and supporters of marriage equality will be intimidated, interrogated, and stripped of their right to speak freely. Good luck stopping us. The religious right wing has been allowed to push their un-American and unconstitutional agenda. That's un-una-constitutional yeah. agenda. <laughs> for far too long. That's the Muppets. <laughs> Americans must push back. If we continue to do nothing, we could all be persecuted by this fanatical group. There's another article down here I want to get to. Um, but where was it here? Oh, there's the other one here. Um, this person on um, on Twitter said, under SOPA, you can get five years for uploading a Michael Jackson song, one year more than the doctor who killed him. Oh, yeah, that whole thing. <laughs> um, uh, the Republicans have introduced 44 bills on abortion, 99 on religion, 71 on family relationships, 36 on marriage, 67 on firearms and gun control, 522 on taxation, and 445 on, quote, government investigations, and zero for job creation. Wow, that's just fuzzy math. Yeah, it's fuzzy because you look at it and you're like, what the fuzzy Fuzz. fuck is that? <laughs> the fuzzy fuck is now we're back to the priests. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it said somebody posted something on the wall, but it's not there. Um, this one says... What's that fucking pop-ups? Last year, a majority of Minnesotans surveyed said they think Michelle Bachman is embarrassing. <laughs> File this under, yeah, no shit. <laughs> um, this was from July, but still, it's fucking funny. Republican Congresswoman Michelle Bachman represents Minnesota's 6th District in the United States House of Representatives and recently announced her candidacy, blah, blah, blah. Since announcing her candidacy, the media has been focusing on inaccuracies in her statements she has made as well as statements she has made in the past that might sound bigoted, i.e. everything she's ever said. <laughs> um, one thing the media doesn't seem to be focusing on is what people in Minnesota think of Michelle Bachman. According to a survey taken last year, a majority of Minnesotans said they think that Michelle Bachman is embarrassing. I did also have another article that apparently it didn't send through email. I must have closed my email too quick. That said that Michelle Bachman was not asked to her senior or junior prom, and it hasn't affected her at all. No. I wonder why nobody took her to her bitches prom. fucking because crazy. she is the worst Kristen Wiig character I have ever seen. Oh, I know. <laughs> really? <laughs> Kristen Wiig just goes, I'm not touching this one. We'll just play her stuff. She and I'll can't. Sit back and watch. She she can't even over accentuate yeah. Michelle Bachman. She's it still comes off as I'm like, who she's about? Oh yeah, the hair. Okay, because yeah. she can't get her eyes wide enough. Michelle Bachman is white around all of her iris right. when she yeah. talks. She is fucking scary. I sometimes I wish she would get the nomination just for the the comedic moments that would happen during the debates. I where just, Obama would give the camera a look and the look would say, bitches yeah. be crazy. <laughs> and to be fair, if it was a man there, it would have been the same thing. Are you kidding me? Obama would be just like, no, no, no. Let her finish. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> like Daniel Tosh. Okay, baby birds, we'll feed you. <laughs> All right. Let me see if I have anything, any one other thing here that's good before we... Uh... Let me get to some. We get a lot of email here. That we, we do, we do. That's why I want to stop. So, um, poll taxes are illegal. Yes, right. Even stripper poll taxes. Yes. Um, but in where is this? Um, let's see. Uh, let me just read the blue thing state here. X. In historic terms, poll taxes serve to put a price on a on voting and keep African Americans from getting a ballot. 
poll taxes were banned from federal elections in 1964 with the ratifying of the 24th Amendment. The next year, the Voting Rights Act made the poll tax illegal in local and state elections, too. But the poll tax, or at least the idea of having to pay money before you can vote, is making a comeback. And I like that they put these things together and said that it's 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 a it is a poll tax, but it's an inadvertent. It's kind of like not direct poll right. tax. So, um, let's see. In Mississippi, for instance, voters last month approved a constitutional amendment that says you have to show photo ID in order to vote. The IDs are free, but you need a birth certificate to get one, and those cost fifteen dollars. I know I didn't finish the whole word certificate, but you know what I mean. Wisconsin also has a new law requiring to show your ID. You never had to show before in order to vote. That state will also give you an ID if you can figure out how to ask. We covered that story. Yeah. Um, but you have to show a birth certificate. In Wisconsin, birth certificates cost $20. Meet a Ruthel Frank of Brokaw, Wisconsin, a village board member who was born at home and has no birth certificate. Um, this is from the Wausau Daily Herald. Uh, though Frank had a birth certificate, the State Register of Deeds in Madison... Never had a birth certificate, sorry. Uh, the State Register of Deeds in Madison has a record of her birth. It can generate a birth certificate for her for a fee. Normally, the cost is $20. And then it goes to her quotes. I look at that like paying a fee to vote, which I can totally agree. Um, if you're you gonna, know what, though? If- <laughs> but if you're going to use it only to get an ID to vote, they should provide it to you at least and then and then return it. No one's going to do that, though. Well, then don't require ID to vote or don't require a birth certificate. You shouldn't have to pay money to get your ID so you can vote. I'm pretty sure we can agree on that much. I mean, we all have driver's licenses, which we've paid for, but we pay a fee so we can drive a car. My mother, on the other hand, she doesn't drive, so she has a state ID, but she uses that for other things, too, so... But if it was just a vote, I can understand that. So you're saying if there was some type of like a voter ID card that was free. Yes. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's, if there that's are things- what it should be. Not you need to get your birth certificate. You need to do this. You need to use the systems we already have in place to generate money. Yeah. I think that if you're getting a general ID that mm. you could indeed go and use for other stuff, I think you need to pay the fee. Mm. But if you're just like, look, there's absolutely no other aspect in my life. I can't figure out what kind of situation this would be. Right. Um, I only leave my house when I vote. Well, she's never needed an ID, whoever this per- this um, uh, Ruth L. Frank. She's never needed her birth certificate she's for anything. Never opened a bank account. Who knows? Maybe she opened it back when you just write your name down. But in the what, you know nineteen sixty five? Yeah. Well, it says she's eighty six, right? I don't know. I just find that difficult to believe. I mean, you need some. Type, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. She she maybe she still writes checks, mails pays all her bills with checks and stamps. I don't know. Uh, but if it was just a voter card, yeah, that that is. The only thing you use it for. Right, right. I can, then, uh, yeah. then that should be free. But see, that's the kind of thing that these places should have put into practice right. before this went Especially in. Especially now when they can, they could go hmm. look at the records. I mean, the thing is, though, like, what do you use to prove that initial, like, yeah, that, you're that, who yeah. you are? Yeah. I don't and know. And it has to be said such that 
that voter card cannot be used as a basis for getting a driver's license or a passport or anything. It's just right, right. for voting, and it should be free. I mean, you, you show up at the DMV, and you know they can flip that switch. When I when I remember when I got my license, they you know they flip a switch, and it goes from you know under twenty one yeah. to over twenty one. Right. Now with it all computerized, you take the picture and you just drop it into voter ID card. Right. And that's it. And you give it to them, and you're like, here you go. And on the card, it has a picture of you giving the camera a thumbs up. Yeah. And a big thing across the side says, I can vote now. And then that's it. And, you know, same size, so it fits in your wallet yeah. or Buy purse or whatever. Buy my vote now. Yeah. And instead of, you know, ours are what, green and blue with a with a creamy yeah. color background. Yeah, they don't have to be all fancy shit. Just make it red. Voter ID yeah. in, like, military, like, stencil. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that should be provided free. And you know what? They were not going to lose a whole shitload of money on yeah. that. It shouldn't be a, I mean, money, government should not be a money-making thing. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Let's do a break, and we'll come back, and we'll do all that shit you got there. Uh, Here it is. I want you to know I'm happy for you. I wish nothing but the best for you both. Another person of me is she perverted like me When she go down on you in a theater Does she speak eloquently And when she have your baby I'm sure she'd make a really excellent mother Cause the love that you can't but you made Wasn't able to make enough for you to be open wide And every time you speak a name Cause you know how you told me you hold me until you die Do you find yourself looking for a different type of genre podcast? Do you find yourself on the weekends wondering when you will find that one film that might change your life? Well, then maybe you should check out The Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema with your host Big Willie and the Samurai. Bringing class to the trash since 1977 and rocking the house. You can find The Gentleman at ggtmc.com. Class to the trash. Hey fans, it's Ken Forey. Just want to tell you about Mail Order Zombie. Great company. They review zombie films, any zombie film, every zombie film. 
and it's uh, something you should tune into. So if you get a chance, go to the website, look these guys up, Mel Zombie, and find out what the hot zombie films are today. What's going on? These guys are right on the, the cutting edge of, of reviewing zombie movies. And if you're a zombie, or you want to be a zombie, or you're thinking about being a zombie, or your mom's a zombie, your dad's a zombie, your damn mother-in-law's a zombie, tune in to Mel Zombie, baby. You'll find out what's going on. Ken Forey, and that's out. I got a bunch of stuff here. All right. Um, I hope I remember what we're talking about. This is from Rich. This was about Target. We had that conversation about yes. that whiny bitch yeah, and I, working Black Friday. And you know what? Let me Before you even get into that, yesterday I stopped on the way home and I got some burgers at McDonald's, which I don't normally do because yeah. I don't like them, but everything else was closed and I want to make anything when I got home at like 1 o'clock in the morning. Um, That's a great story. Yeah, I should write it down. <laughs> <laughs> but then I want to explain why when I don't normally go there. Um they are open Thanksgiving, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, New Year's Eve, and New Year's Day, yeah. 24 hours. Right. Go ahead. I just want to say that. All right. Um, I'm a little torn on the Target thing for a couple of reasons, though I can't say I disagree with anything in particular you guys said. Hmm. I just remember my days of retail and on the mornings of Black Friday, seeing the mob of deranged freaks pounding on the doors <laughs> trying to get it, literally being pressed up against the glass so hard it was close to shattering. And I have to think that anything that furthers that kind of mindless consumerism should be tied to a tree and shot in the head. I mean, how many fucking George Foreman grills do you need? Five. And getting it at twenty seven ninety nine really that much of a big of a deal than twenty nine ninety nine? That's one of the biggest kickers I remember from my retail days. The sales were basically the same on Black Friday as they were all holiday season, with yeah. maybe a few lost leaders that got more heavy advertising and which were out of stock in less than ten minutes anyway. So you're right. I can't stand the bitching and moaning. You do what you have to on the job and get by the best you can and find a different job if you're unhappy. But on the other hand, I have to wonder when this shit is going to end and question how much you can reasonably squeeze out of your workforce before you're just being an asshole. Um, again, this I mean, this is more this is more of a commentary on the consumers than oh yeah absolutely yeah, I can the see job that. i mean that's what the job is and quite frankly these people pressing their faces against you know they're the ones putting food on your table we uh, but yeah and we've had those people back when like spider-man opens yeah. or star wars and they're right. at the gate when you show up at the theater yeah. to let employees in and they're yelling at you while you're putting cash out which is an hour before you have to right. open the gates i want to get my tickets Shut the fuck up, dude. The movie starts when the movie starts. We're not going to yeah. run it early without you. 
But the, the, the one point, though, it's not going to end. No, Stores in Massachusetts used to be closed on Sunday. Now they're open all the time. And you know what? There will always be someone out there that will do the job that somebody else won't want to do. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, you know, so, um, somebody that's maybe a Buddhist or Jewish or atheist will work on Christmas Day. Or a Judist. Or, or someone a who, Jatheist. Yeah, a Jatheist. What's that? <laughs> I don't know. But I saw, I saw <laughs> a, a, um, a Christian Jew online. A crew, and I'm like, I'm like, is that like a snipe? Should I have like <laughs> taken a screen cap of that? That's amazing. All right, let's see. Uh, this is another one related to that. This is from Merlin's Master. Oh, nice. Black Friday on Thursdays in the subject line. Hey, Chris and Frank, just wanted to weigh in on that screed you guys went on over that guy at Target <laughs> who doesn't shows a screed. I know who doesn't want to start his Black Friday at 9 p.m. I think you guys are coming down pretty uh, down on this kid pretty hard. You're at a 10, and you clearly should be at a 2. Fuck you. No. Um, <laughs> it sounds to me like the kid is just expressing his frustration over the situation. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. If Target chooses to fire him, I think it would be wrong for them to do so. They're prerogative, obviously, uh, but not the right thing. Despite what you guys seem to think, I don't believe opening that much earlier is going to have a significant effect on their bottom line. All of the doorbuster items are still going to be gone in the first 10 minutes, and most customers are going to go home at that point. The only difference is that it will happen three hours earlier. You said you should be thankful to have a job in this economy, but I have two things to say to that. One, let's keep it real. A job at Target isn't a real job. Really? Uh, you'll need at least two of those jobs to pay your bills. There used to be a time when you could pull down a decent living with just one job. Uh, now most of us need two or three just to get by. Who's to say that this isn't his second or third job? I mean, also, it fills also, a need. if he lives at home, what right. is he? What is he going to pay exactly. for? It's, uh, cell phone and car insurance. Right. Gas. I mean, it's it's a job. We don't know enough to actually, exactly. I think, um, argue that point one way two, or another. Should we really be embracing the idea that we should consider ourselves lucky that we have to work nearly every waking hour just to pay our bills? I think you guys are wrong to be hating on this kid just because he considers his personal family life to be more important to him than some shitty retail job that, let's face it, nobody really wants to do. Then he doesn't have to do it. True. Okay? No, but I, I can if, see where he's coming I, from. I totally but get it, too. But I if think this he, douchebag, yeah. the fucking kid, is so unhappy and he wants to, I mean, the, the amount of time he spent yeah. getting all these signatures and bitching, he could have spent looking for another fucking job if he's so unhappy. True. And you know what? It's... It okay, and just to put things in perspective, people yeah. in Europe on on the average have to work about half the hours we do and can still make a living because unlike us, they don't have this obsession to acquire as many useless things as humanly possible. While you're on your deathbed, what are you going to regret more? Not having spent as much time working or not having uh, spent as much time with your family? I think it's easy for those of us who have to work really hard. Uh, to get a little too caught up in these things. And the question we should be asking ourselves is, is this new area, this new era of rampant consumerism where everyone is on a race to the bottom, uh, something we should be celebrating? And I know you'll say you aren't celebrating it, but you're certainly defending it. And what happens to all of us when we finally reach the bottom? Happy Thanksgiving. I don't think it's about that. Hmm. I mean, it's, you know, it's, we we live in a society, yeah, I mean, you could shit on this society all you want, and I totally agree. Mm. More people voting for American Idol than voting in the elections, yes. We are clearly, clearly yeah. on our way to some sort of social fucking, you know, 
bottom right. feeder type of situation. Oh, yeah. Okay? But it doesn't change the fact that that whiny little bitch was just being a whiny little bitch. It's fine to complain to people around you, but you are shining a negative light on the company that pays your bills. That is uh, um, a, a career you, no-no. You, you have a choice to not work there. True. There so, are plenty of times I worked shifts, and I just shut the fuck up. Let me tell you how much they matter right now. Yeah, That exactly. much. Exactly right. what I said, that much. It's Thanksgiving. I mean, it's not... You're not working the night you got married. Right. <laughs> you know, or the day your your kids were born or, or something. It's it's time with... Ah, whatever. I, I, I understand what he's saying, but, you know, part of the thing we do on this show is take it too far anyway. All right. Uh, we've got one from uh, James Equal Up Dork on Twitter. Nice. The non-Australian yes. one. Um, subject, Black Friday petition. I work graveyard on every holiday when I was in college. Turkey oh. Day, Christmas, you name it. Life sucks. Get a fucking helmet. <laughs> All right. The polar opposite. Is that the yeah, whole thing? So that was it. Oh, wow. Nice. Short and sweet. Like my piece. Wow. I like that we, we have the differing viewpoints on the stuff. That's nice. All right. Um, that last one came in like today or yesterday or something, so I would save that one till last right. since it was the newest one. The, okay. Uh, this one is um, Ian. Responding to responses to my response to your response to my response, which I can't remember if it was you responding to something. Oh, boy. Hi, Frank and Chris. Your other writer made a comment that was inaccurate about tragedy of the commons. While the traditional example is with physical resources, the tragedy of the commons can be applied to any situation where individually rational actions result in a net harm to to the everyone. As for the comment that it is not desirable to keep investment locally, well, I can see that the rationale working in Boston, New York, tell that to someone living in rural Nebraska or Ohio. Money spent in the local economy has a much larger multiplier effect. It causes more growth than money that leaves the town-state region um, because it generally goes directly into purchasing services locally. This is also related to the fact that generally those store owners are not multimillionaires who invest their money in the stock market. Money that is spent rather than put into ridiculous gambling on Wall Street is simply more productive. It produces much more economic activity, and that results in more jobs being created, etc. This is not a perfectly applied standard. These are not always true for each individual store owner, but I'm generalizing because it's a generalized issue, and it has to do with economics. Everything I'm saying is based on current economic thinking, though there are obviously different groups and ideologies competing within the discipline. The fact that globalization has failed for this country, it has de as has deregulating finance and incentivizing pumping as much of our economy into the financial sector as possible via tax law, both in cutting taxes on investment and giving tax cuts to those with the lowest need for disposable income. This, in turn, has inflated numerous bubbles, and each time they pop, it takes the working-class people's pensions and 401ks with it, while the wealthy, often trading with insider information, tend to get off scot-free. That's the reality of modern American of the modern American economy. When you contrast that to a socialist democracy like Germany, it is even more apparent that our way of doing this has been a huge mistake. America needs to protect its industries and not not sell out uh, our... And then it goes to something else. Hmm. Uh, it seems that there's a line missing. Anyway, uh, and finally, seriously, inflation is a good thing. 
Hyperinflation is bad, but inflation reduces the pressure of loan debt, increases wages, and makes our products much more competitive. I agree. More importantly, since increasing the money supply, which causes inflation, is the only way to ensure there is additional liquidity in the system to support a growing workforce. If the money supplies was fixed, wages would go down for each generation's growth as more people would be competing for a shrinking supply of money. This doesn't work. It creates unnecessary problems and lets... Remember, it's just as arbitrary to value money against gold, which has no value. It can't be used to build anything. It doesn't have as much usage aside from as a conductor. In a grander context, let's not forget there were massive global recessions, 1810s and 1890s, anyone, long before um, there was a flat currency. Hmm. So fundamentally, I disagree with his facts. P.S. Peter writes press releases before checking them with non-deranged people. Ignore them. <laughs> if you want to see what a real vegan activist group does check out mercy for animals assuming you have a strong stomach i do not people who are militant about food should go fuck themselves oh man really that's like i know like six people that will take offense to that Uh, that listen i'm all right um the thing about PETA, i just don't like the way PETA comes off i you know uh, i don't know i I said all right here's the thing I'm going to equate it to recycling. I've had this conversation with my wife before. Um, Don't talk about it. Just do it. Yeah. Right? If you want me to recycle more, you do something like what what the city did uh, in July. Uh, You're allowed three trash cans. Each one can be no more than 50 pounds when it's full, but you can put out as much recycling as you want each week. Yeah. So I recycle more now because I have a lot of trash. (laughs) So... It's it's that thing. Just if you just do it, instead of talk about what you want to do, people will follow along. Right. If you add more vegetables into stuff, if you if you take meat away as an option, people will get used to it. But don't tell the guy that yesterday made a peanut butter and bacon sandwich that eating meat is bad because there's very few things that will really make me belligerent. <laughs> Look, you don't want to eat meat. Don't eat meat. Yeah, that's don't fine. It's like a, it's like another religion. It's a religious type of thing. No, it, to me, People it's like take it's like this like fucking militant religious thing. Like, oh my god, I'm vegan. I'm better than you. Go fuck yourself because I don't think you are. That's great that you're disciplined. Food. If that works no, that's for fine. you, that's awesome. Great. Okay. But, but you the know fact what? that I want a fucking cheeseburger right now. All right. <laughs> and you know what? Quite frankly, and I've said it before, and I think we heard it bef- before. Mm. It's like. I'm going to eat meat. Yeah. That's what they're there for. <laughs> I'm higher on the food chain. I'm hungry. Well, I see it a lot as like um, um, either when you do or do smoke or you've just quit, you are you are you will staunchly stand up for oh, that's what right. you it's believe like everybody who point. just gets their license is the best fucking driver in the yeah, world. Yeah, we know that shit ain't true. But, you know, the people that just quit smoking are, I think, sometimes the most angry, pissed off people. That's why I stayed the fuck away from people while I, when I was quitting yeah, smoking. Yeah, we appreciate that. Yeah, so my wife really hated it because <laughs> I was here all the time. But um, when I was smoking, I will send you, you know, to the hospital if you tell me not to smoke. Right. Fuck you. Right. It's, I think it's just, it's just a, like, I, if, if you said to a vegan, why don't you just chill out and have a burger? Like, you'd get the same reaction you know if you told me even, not to smoke. But the thing is, though, I wouldn't do that. No, no, Watching but this, yeah, I'm saying but, somebody yeah, would. But the thing yeah. is, though, it's, 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 you could replace the word vegan with Christianity. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and you could also but, replace it with chocolate. Right. But the, <laughs> you know, but you get these animal rights people. And you know what? Do I think that we should be, you know, 
shooting cats up in the sky and shooting them with shotguns for target practice? No. But you know what? I'm going to eat chicken. Yeah. All right? And how it's prepared, I, I don't care. Mm. I don't care. Is it, is That's it, a very difficult thing to get people to care about. It's like, you know what? Oh, hey, veal's on the menu. Yay! I, I know what's done to baby cows. And you know what? I look at pictures of baby cows, and mm. they're adorable. Yeah. And you know what else they are? Food. Delicious. Yeah, we go to the farm, we uh, Brooksby Farm down the street, yeah. and we go and we look at the emus and the sheep and the chickens and the and the pigs, and they don't have any cows. But um, every time I walk up with the girls, I'm like, you know what that pig is made out of? And the girls say, what? Because it's, it's a big joke. I'm like, bacon. And they look at me and they say, I love bacon. <laughs> I'm like, that's that's what happens. Pigs are made out of meat. I said, you, you're as a human, you are made out of meat. So, you know, if there was a lion so around, he would it. eat you because you're tasty. Exactly. You know, like veal. Anyway. That's terrible. I don't mean that. All right. Uh, but, uh, you know, you explain chickens and, and, and all that, and, you, you you know, they're all food, but they're all animals. I, I'm trying to see how well they get that concept. Another one here. This is from um, Rich. Feedback on that schmuck crook who says there's no such thing as rape. Oh, I remember that one. Oh, yeah. Congrats <laughs> to Chris for digging up this piece of demented ferret shit. <laughs> Good Christ, wow. man, how deep into the swamp of fucktardation did you have to wade before you found this guy buried up to his neck in fart mud, giving off his own special glow? The sad thing is it just popped up in the Facebook f- news feed that I have. I have heard that he may be a professional troll if there's such awesome. a thing. I didn't even know they were manufactured that level of stupid anymore. You've got to mm. hang on to that URL. I guarantee that guy will be worth following me if only for the massive portions <laughs> of what the fuck he'll serve up on a regular basis like a short order cook a stupid. Yeah. All right. Yeah, he was no a piece of work. fan there. All right, we got one more from Angie. Nice. Um, this is regarding episode 170. Hey, Chris and Frank! Exclamation point. Hey, Chris and Frank! <laughs> um, I'm a few weeks behind on podcast since I was out of town for the holidays, but I <laughs> thought I would... Weigh in on some stuff that you guys talked about. Black Friday. My boyfriend and I drove past his town's target at 10.30 p.m. on Thanksgiving, and the line was going around the building. There was even someone camped out. The same went for Best Buy. If anyone is losing out on their Thanksgiving, it's shoppers who camp out as early as the Wednesday before. Those people are stupid. Uh, As a matter of fact... There are people in this town who have made this a Thanksgiving tradition to spend the holiday camped outside stores with their friends, and they will actually tailgate their Thanksgiving dinner. That's this, interesting. At, this year, there was a, even a guy outside the Best Buy supplying the shoppers with hot cocoa and coffee. And you know huh. what? That whole notion is, I think, for good or bad, uniquely American. So you take this, and yeah. then you're going to go... And sell coffee and cocoa to this guy. Yeah. All right? And that type of thing makes America great. It's And it's not so much the... (laughs) That is the the first time you've said that on this show. No, but here's the thing. But it's not so much the consumerism and the money aspect. It's innovation and thinking outside the box. Well, there's also... It creates a a sense of community between all the people. Exactly. Um, who in five minutes will be killing each other for you yeah, know, $10 shooting guns off an and Xbox. spraying pepper spray and shit. And he waved at us when we drove by. At a time where unemployment rate is so high, this kid really doesn't have a leg to stand on. While I think Black Friday is ridiculous, I understand why people would want to cash in on the savings. And as for the workers, you guys are right. It's a job. 
And it's a job they're lucky to have. I actually worked at my boyfriend's job on Black Friday, which is a small business because they needed help, and I mm. was in town. The owner was nice enough to co- toss a couple of bucks my way, even though he didn't need to, and it paid for beer that night. All right. A job is a job, no matter how small. And having to go to bed at 2 o'clock, uh, 2 how p.m. How very Horton hears a who. I know. <laughs> and having to go to bed at 2 p.m. to get up to work at 11, this kid must not have gone to college because working on three hours of sleep is what I do on almost a daily basis during finals, working a full-time job and going to school part-time. Yeah, when you have kids, that shit ain't going to change either. Exactly. As for SOPA, I don't have a, I don't have cable. So I don't get to see the new episodes of My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, until you until they go up on YouTube, which is usually a few hours after broadcast. Mm, Folks good. upload them in 1080p without commercial, and they look amazing coming through my Mac to the TV. <laughs> Hasbro and The Hub, the channel, have gone on record to say that they do not care about these uploads. At the same time, they also let slide the fan uh, fix and videos some of which include obscenities, sexual situations, and extreme violence. Cupcakes, shudder. Hasbro and the Hub have found that these creative outlets help promote and boost the popularity of the show, especially in adults. Mm. In comparison, some friends of mine who do animated movie reviews, I had to take down their five-star review for Black Swan because Fox claimed intellectual property. Uh. Who's the dummy here, really? Either way, podcasts will truly suffer... Um, if yeah. this goes through, are you serious? OTC, my boyfriend's podcast, and other friends' podcast. Pretty... Yeah, I'd like her to name the yeah, that I know, show. Huh? I, I'd like to check it out. Uh, I did much, some digging. I couldn't find any information. So pretty much, damn near every single movie podcast I listen to on a weekly basis. Yeah. I have added so many movies to my Netflix queue thanks to all my movie podcasts that I would have never heard of. And for that, I'm sure the movie studios would be happy about. It's not just movie knowledge that I've gained through podcasts. It will make me very sad to see podcasting curl up and die since I have met so many great people through podcasts and have developed some wonderful friendships through this unique form of networking. Angie. Thank you, Angie. Mm. That's an excellent point. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Soap I can go fucking soap. I was uh, thinking about something I saw online the other day. Uh, somebody had posted that... Um, they feel that when somebody says, oh, I can see both sides of the argument, they don't really understand either side. Um, I disagree. I totally disagree. I can always see both sides. I can see the the difference, and I can understand the the difference between my views on religion and this other guy's views on religion. However, I feel mine are right. That the understanding both sides, I think, is is the it's, best way to go important. about it. Yeah, I had a professor when I was in college who routinely would say, "Okay, here's an issue, mm. and I want you to argue it from this point of view." But isn't that isn't that and the then, whole key to, to, well, yeah, to uh, debate? Then, exactly, and then he would say, "Okay, now I need you to take the opposite." the right, opposite right. side and argue it just as intelligently. And it's, yeah. you know, and in a way, especially at the time, you know, I'm like 20, you know, 20, 22 years old. It was really strange because, I mean, I was, you know, political science. Right. It was difficult at times to take a position on on anything. And at the time it was, you know, the first Gulf War and right, Kuwait and right. all that stuff because you could see both sides to an issue yeah. and you had to really think about you had to really kind of work through what you thought, like the intellectual thing right. versus what you felt. And sometimes it left sometimes it left you sort of opinionless or I could see that like in incapable of having an opinion because yeah. it was, well, you know what? I can sort of 
see that I see that point and yeah. I will I can argue it for hours and yeah. then I can shift gears and argue the other side. Yep. There are definitely some Republican viewpoints that I agree used to agree with like we'll say back Clinton era like, yeah. and, and but but since Clinton it's changed. <laughs> it's it's not the same. I I just can't get behind a religious based political party. But I can I can definitely see uh, Merlin's point of view about Black Friday. I have my own personal opinion on it, but I can understand where he's coming from, and that makes sense. And I can understand where um, where Angie and everybody right. else is, is coming from too, because they agree with me. Yeah. But <laughs> just because I I you know I I don't really except for the economy that kind of slipped in um, accidentally. That's something I really yeah. I don't understand all that much about. That's why I'm very quiet when right. you, when you talk about it, unlike all the other times. Um, but I have an opinion about stuff, but I can understand why Michelle Bachman thinks that, you know, God chose her to run. Well, that's very you know? simple. Well, she's crazy. well, yeah, that's the truth. But she's highly religious and she believes that it's her calling and that she can do good. And it's fucking delusional. Yeah. I can understand why this. Cra- I'm pointing to a blank screen. Right. Why this crazy fucking crackpot on Facebook thinks that it's abhorrent to common decency that gay people should be allowed to get married. I mean, if you were really against gay people, shouldn't you be against um, the act that they do with each other that they think is what defines them as people? I mean, homosexuality is not... The definition is not the sex act. You know? Heterosexuals aren't defined by the sex act where people... Everybody's fucking... Fuck you guys. (laughs) (laughs) That's... Oh, it pisses me off. But uh, we heard from one James. Shall we hear from another? Sure. Chris and Frank, it's James here from Australia and the Art of War. Um, Just calling in again to say g'day. Uh, It's more in response to Evil Dave's email, uh, voicemail last week on the show. You didn't hear that Chris was flying solo because Frank was too much of a pussy to be there. (laughs) (laughs) I was at a relative's fucking wedding. So So that's that's fine. Um, Now... (laughs) I, uh, on Facebook, I can be known to be a bit of a militant atheist prick. <laughs> and he uh, invites me to arguments. And, <laughs> and I do go overboard quite a lot. Um, but I can't help it. You know, I get so fucking angry. For a while there, I was listening to Frank and he was saying, um, you know, just let, you know, fucking, who cares? Just fucking keep it to yourself. It's like, that's fine. But. When this shit's being pushed in your face, left, right, and centre, you kind of you can't help but get angry with it, you know. And and I prefer I like Chris's saying, which he said once, and it stuck with me ever since. And I think it's something I'm g- never going to forget for the rest of my life. And that silence gives consent, right? And oh I yeah, that's a uh, madness. Canon law. I will from not the church. <laughs> now, it's funny, isn't it? Yeah. Being this giant militant atheist skeptic asshole that people think I am on Facebook, I've lost quite a few friends. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they weren't your friends in the first place. I <laughs> have my wife, my wife herself. She believes in an afterlife. Hmm. You know, she's not religious. She doesn't go to church. She doesn't know your what's wife out does there. too, right? But she believes I think mine in does. an afterlife. Yeah, she's you know? spiritual. That's fine. Yeah. If I was this giant fucking asshole that people think I was, uh, we wouldn't get along that well. I would right. guess, you know. But that's fine. I'm happy to let people. You know, do their thing. That's cool. Believe in God. You've got a 50% chance that you're right. Yeah, you're either okay? right or wrong. And I've got right. a 50% chance <laughs> that you're wrong. I argued with someone the other day on Facebook, and they said, don't you think you should believe in God? Because then if, if, you're, you know, if you're wrong about being an atheist, um, 
you're going to get punished for it. And blah, yes, blah, blah, yes, blah, compromise blah. And your and convictions. My, my reply to that was, do you think, uh, how badly do you think I'll get punished if I go to church and pretend to believe in God? Do you think you'd be <laughs> fucking very happy about that? I think you'd be like more that. happy that I stayed true to myself. You know? This is it's fucking ridiculous. I cannot believe it. it just thought... Ah, don't get me started. I'll uh, wind that down. That's um, that's enough. Um, yes. Yeah, so my wife believes I don't, and yeah. you know what? I don't give a shit. That's fine. She doesn't fucking get in my face, and I don't get in her face. We're cool. You know? I think um, I've said to you before, Chris, that I've never been a giant Star Wars fan, but yep, there yep. was one sentence uttered in the in um, the Empire Strikes Back. And I heard it when I was a kid, and I think that planted the very first seed of rational thought in my head. <clears throat> and that's, you know, when Luke Skywalker goes to visit Yoda, and, and, and two words Yoda says in that film, and he goes, forever sleep. Mm. And that, that was for when he died, you know, and it's like, I sat there and thought, forever sleep, you know. Because when I go to sleep... Apparently, I only dream for like, you know, 20 minutes or something like that. For the rest of that eight hours, what the fuck am I doing? Where am I? <laughs> Gone to oblivion, you know? Um, and, you know, there was no memories of life before I was born. Right. So there's death. You know, when I die, I'm going to go to sleep and I ain't going to wake up. And you know what? I love my sleep. So <laughs> it doesn't scare me, man. I'm. It's not sad. People go, oh, don't you think it's sad there's no afterlife? It's like, no, because I'm not going to be sitting in complete darkness thinking, well, this is fucked, there's no afterlife. Oh, no, I will not be conscious, just as I wasn't conscious before I was born. And when I die, I will go to sleep, and that's it. Yeah? And I'm fine with that. And what's good about that is I'm good to these, I'm good to people around me on this planet because it feels good, not because... I want to get a special seat in some mythical place when I die, you know. Yeah, as um, we were talking about before. In yeah. fact, anyone out there who has any resentment towards atheists should really think hard about that because we're good to people because we like being good to people. Well, this it's is exactly what we were talking about. Yeah, exactly. No society can survive. Forget religion completely. Not really good no anybody. society can survive if people just treat other people like cunts. Right. Don't be an asshole. <laughs> we'll all just implode. It'd be the shortest living civilization on the entire fucking planet. We have to work together, and to do that, we must be nice to each other. Mm. And that has nothing to do with religion. So, um, anyway, <clears throat> that's enough of me and my soapbox. So, um, so yeah, Evil Dave, that uh, voicemail was great, mate. Keep them up. That's that's great. It's good to have someone coming in with some music and stuff like that. Hopefully, I can do a bit of editing. Allah, Reverend Scott, and Evil Dave with their music. I'm getting my computer soon. I'm trying to. I'm just waiting for our house extensions to be finished, and we've nah. all moved into them. And then I'll buy myself a big flash new Mac and uh, <laughs> yeah. start doing up some, you know, I'll attempt to be funny at least. Um, emails, <laughs> but <laughs> voicemails. But uh, for now, I'll just stick to these one take fucking MP3s. <laughs> nice. So, uh, Stay classy, and uh, I'll talk to you next time. Uh, catch you later, guys. All right. See ya. Very oh, nice. good. Thank you. It's weird when, when the, the, the mail comes in and it has to do with what we were just talking about. Yeah, exactly. About. I, I love like that. that. Yeah. Uh, it's nice. Yeah. You know, the best thing about the show is there's people out there I never, ever would have connected right, with. Right, exactly. 
half a world away. Yep. Yep. That's great. And the most awesome part is they agree with me. <laughs> you don't know what that does for my ego. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, because it's, it's why you keep coming back, too. <laughs> hey, just gets me out of the house. <laughs> yeah, right. All right. It's that time. It is indeed. I am terrified because I said a lot of shit last week. Oh, god! And there was no one talking like <laughs> at all with me. So this good could for be, you going so like that. That's good. It was one of those things where I, like I had to go to work at like four or five o'clock, and I um. Oh, why is uh, that? You opened up? iTunes. <sighs> I don't remember bumping that. Oh, it didn't import the uh, the track though. I don't know. So I, I'm like I'm like fuck. And my wife is too busy. She's finishing up her classes. She's got um, programming and, and design, yeah. web design classes that she's finishing up for this semester. And um, you weren't available because you weren't around. And um, yeah, folks, I was out of town, so <laughs> you're just I didn't off. just you know pussying <laughs> out of it. I was. I went. To no, the, if you're not I here, went, there's always a good reason. I went to the circus. No, I uh, I went to my nephew's <laughs> wedding in Virginia and had a fine old time. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, that was all pre, pre episode. We talked about they yeah. showed me pictures and stuff, but it's one of those things where I, I'm like, um, "Fuck it, just may as well I'll, do it." I'll just Good. sit down Good and do you. it. That cool. looks like it froze up over there, doesn't it? Yeah, before we moved. before we finish up the show, I'm just going to stop it and restart it just to okay. just to make sure everything's good. Where is my? There it is. Be right back. seems like all Hollywood can do is make mindless drivel that rots kids' brains. Who wants to see a movie like what my dad watched when he was a kid? Those films are so boring and the special effects are horrible. The movies he grew up with are sometimes a big surprise. I at times feel uncomfortable watching movies I loved when I was younger with my own kids because I forgot how much cursing, sex, and violence they showed back then. All we want to do is watch a fun movie that we all like. That's why we created Family Movie Night. A podcast where we review movies from an adult perspective. And from a kid's perspective. So you can find movies for your whole family to enjoy. We review new movies. Old childhood favorites. Cult and foreign films. And Godzilla. So check out Family Movie Night on the web at fmnpodcast.com or find us on iTunes. Bye! Are you tired of film podcasts where the hosts exist in a constant, blissful state of agreement? I mean, the main, the main characters are two of the dullest main characters I have ever encountered in any film. Well, you're in luck. 
Let me introduce you to Chinstroker and Punter. One is an ex-film student with a penchant for David Lynch and art cinema. The other is a man on the street. Listen in perplexed and horrified terror as we tear apart one film a week. Just really, it's isn't. not visually striking. No, I just just getting confirmation. It's just in That's the third time, though. I mean, I must. This is on. You can find us at chinstrokerversuspenter.podomatic.com. So come and share the victory. If you could fuck any man in film, who would it be and why? My answer is Lance Henriksen. Oh. You, he wouldn't tell. He looks like somebody. <laughs> he looks like somebody who can keep a secret. So it is time to do with great trepidation. This. <laughs> hey there, Chris and Frank. It's Reverend Scott. Hey. Here's a guy who has an awesome first name, but is a complete and total douche. Reverend Scott. <laughs> ah, I see you're getting your digs in early on me. Probably a preemptive strike based on what you're expecting out of me this week. Well, maybe I'll oh. surprise you and... Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> I smell me some atheists. Hmm, what's that smell like? Like a turd. Thanks. So it's been quite a while since I've given you two a good swift kick in the ass. That's odd considering how much I know you guys love me and everything having to do with ass. He blows a lot. <laughs> now that we have the formalities out of the way, I wanted to remind you gentlemen of a few things. And by gentlemen, of course, I mean atheist douchebags. First things first, I think you should follow suit with Herman Cain and drop the fuck out of the presidential race for 2012. With your new campaign slogan, Child Labor Laws Stupid. I don't think the parents in this country are going to jump on the Chris and Frank bandwagon. Holy shit. What the fuck is going on in this country? I'll tell you what the fuck's going on. They're getting behind independent presidential candidate Reverend Scott. As long as you keep trying to threaten the people of America, that's not going to change. Here's a future quote from Chris as leader of the free world. Unleash the military upon the American people. No big surprise there that you want to militarize the country. So after freedom, what else will President Chris take away? Suggesting that schools fire janitors and replace them with poor kids. Oh yeah, jobs. 
Independent presidential candidate Reverend Scott wants to help students excel and get their best career possible. Too bad super atheist Chris doesn't agree. Working class students should be limited to jobs like cleaning bathrooms. What's next, President Chris? I suppose you'd like to expand the Patriot Act a bit as well, right? I don't think American citizens deserve Miranda rights. I guess all you voters out there should just remember then. Reverend Scott says, More rights for everyone. Whereas Chris Bricklemeyer always says, <laughs> Fuck you, habeas corpus. <laughs> Not do anything mean for once. In fact, I think that's what I'll do then. I'll just leave this segment as a way to say hi. Thanks for the show. Hey. And welcome back, Frank. Thanks. Peace and love, guys. Plus, I really like to watch barnyard animal porn. That's just plain <laughs> disgusting. How can you hate porn? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, that was great. Wow. Nice. Yeah, I read a lot of stupid fucking stories that week. Newt Gingrich thinks that poor kids should be janitors in their schools. <laughs> See, you, but, but you, you know what, though? Here's the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing. Like... Right there, that notion, right? Newt Gingrich has an opportunity there, all right? Yeah. To suggest that kids take an active part in the upkeep of their school. All kids. Yes. That, you know what? Yeah. Maybe do a little bit of, of, of start, start a, 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 creating a sense of community service. Right. Okay. Right. Um, the beginning of learning a trade, too. Yeah. A bunch, a bunch of years ago, when Olivia was probably in, I think, the third grade, mm. um, she noticed that the kids in her school all, like, the, like it was the fifth grade uh, in her elementary school. There's like That's like the highest grade, right? So that they had all these different jobs that the fifth graders got to do. And she wondered why other kids, other classes didn't get to do stuff. Uh. So I've probably told you this. She, mm. So she and one or two of her friends went to the principal and said, hey, why can't the third grade, the fourth grade, right, as well as the fifth grade do different jobs around here? So the principal said, well, write something up. Tell me what you think. Mm. So Olivia came home and she wrote up what she thought the third graders could do. Yeah. Second graders, that's their first year in the school. So they said, you know what, just let them. Get used to the school. Right. Third graders. Um, now, I think the third graders do, they deliver the mail. Fourth graders do stuff like collect recycling and stuff. Okay. So now, because of, and I'm very, very proud of her for this, and she's gotten recognition for it. Oh, good. Like now, those three grades, the third, the fourth, and the fifth, mm. all participate in stuff around the school. Right. And that's that's a great way to do it. So Gingrich coming up, you know, saying, oh, make all the poor kids you know, he's he's basically saying school. that as in, well, let's get him in these jobs early because they're going to be stuck with these forever. But he's an idiot. Because well, yeah, he is. He ha whether that's his intention or not, he has an opportunity there to say, hey, you know what? Let's start building. Yeah. Let's start building in into kids like subconscious the idea that you know what you are part of something and yeah you should you but should you know what that is you know why he won't say that because that's he's that's organizing the community right yeah. exactly we uh tomorrow my parents are taking taking the girls to uh either the police station or the high school or, or some i don't know exactly where but uh they're going to donate old toys that they've outgrown oh cool but they're they're saying that they're going to share them with other kids and i thought about that for a second i thought you know what 
That's not it for for a three three and a half four year old two yeah. two kids sharing with other kids. Is, I like the the idea of using that word because it doesn't create a distinction between right. you know they don't they. I said to my wife, I'm like, you know, we all knew the poor kid when right. we were growing up. Well, he smelled funny. Yeah, like sour milk, right? And he had that furry patch on his cheek. Yeah. But <laughs> sorry, um, but you know. They don't need to know right. at four years old that, you know, stuff sucks a lot harder for other people than it does for, right. you know. That's why I don't let my kids know that we're the poor family. <laughs> <laughs> so share, I mean, they're sharing them. They're going to share and give them to other kids yeah. that, that don't have as many right. toys or parents can't, you know, get them for them or whatever. So that's all right. And then when they get older and they can understand it, and we can say, oh, you've been donating shit for years, so give me that Xbox. Because <laughs> I'm putting it in my room. You're you're sharing with me. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Gingrich, so nice. he's a clown. The funny thing is we started when we uh, when we watched that, uh, it was the Sesame Street one about, about the food banks and stuff oh, like yeah. that, donating the food. The Hungry Muppet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. There was some shit on Fox oh, God. a while ago. Sure. About it. It's like, you know, there's food stamps and Wick and all that stuff. How come there's a hungry Muppet? It's like, are you are you kidding me? Right. Are you are you stupid? But that's when we started talking about, you know, oh, well, some some families can't afford enough food to eat three times a day. Right. You know, start, you know, yeah. small. And it's like, so it's, it's good to share what you have. Fantastic. Reasonable. Yeah. Yep. Kids get that. Yeah, because I, I don't, I don't, I, I know I'm not going to be able to help it past a certain age, but I don't want to see the, the girls grow up and, you know, think of, you know, class distinctions. Because I, I really hope that they become as smart as they are exhibiting now. Yeah. But I also don't want them to. Don't get cocky. Like, 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 what, like what my wife said, Sheldon's mother. It's like, it's okay to be smarter than everybody, but don't tell them. Right. <laughs> but, you know, like, like. I'm relatively intelligent. I'm not going to, I don't want to, you know, be egotistical and brag. And so are you. And I do what I can. At, at, at any job we've had, we never made a distinction between people we worked with. Well, there, there were, was Joey Sockbelt. That's a whole nother story. <laughs> Everybody looked down on him because he had a sock for, for a belt. belt. Hence the name. <laughs> um, Which was a nice, actually, you know, coincidence. <laughs> I think it was Romanian, <laughs> but like we could have, we could have conversations and we would with anybody. Yeah, you exactly. talk about anything; it right. doesn't matter, you know. And and I want to make sure that they 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 understand that you know people are people, and the only ones you really need to stay away from are the loud, obnoxious ones and the ones that you know the Draco Malfoy are, are dangerous. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean. Judge people based on a, on a one by one basis, not as a group, and on their looks. No, that's wrong. Well, yeah, okay, that's right. well. If you're making a duck face, you can go fuck off. Yeah, that's true. What is up with that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. George had put up a thing yeah, on his I Facebook page, and I'm like, no, no, we need that so society knows who the douchebags are. Right. Sorry if you make duck faces, <laughs> and but if you are a duck, you can't help it. Hmm. Are we done? I think so. All right, you want to do the number? Uh, no. It's 206-338-3094. Are you serious? Podcast at gmail.com. All right. Keep some those people, cards and letters coming. Some people, Angie, was uh, specific, not specifically, but especially excited with the Star Wars commentary episode. Oh, good. 
So, um, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that was that was painful. I'm glad it's over with. Yes. Um, but we need a new one to do commentary I for. I showed Cole. Oh, that. did you? We watched it. Yeah. And he looked at me like, "Are you kidding?" This is me? a joke, right? Yeah, exactly. He's just like, "Really? This was on TV?" Yeah. I said, "Yeah." That was big fucking. He's like, news, "Dad, this too. is bullshit." <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> he's just like, he's like, "Dad, this is terrible. Are they going to use words?" <laughs> <laughs> and uh, terrible. I know you just sat there, and then the first words out of your mouth would have been, "And you get Clone Wars." I know. <laughs> have you been watching it? Um, we are one episode behind. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, it's we getting, finished up that dark. whole ash, asshole general. Oh, the Umbara thing. Yeah, yeah, we got through that. Up. I was pretty thing. satisfied with the end of that, with that with good. his motivations. But this um this slaver stuff is uh oh yeah. This last episode, like I was pretty happy with some of the homages that they did there. Yeah. There was some, there was some nice stuff. Oh, and before we end the show, have you watched Parks and Recreation? Uh, Leslie's Trial. Yeah, pretty good. I like that. Not bad. Totally changes the whole show now. Yeah, I really liked um, Community. Yes, with the foosball thing. That was a that was a that good was one. Really funny. Yeah, and I'm really glad they did something with Shirley. Yeah, she never. Really I mean, because we have her, we have her her drunken background. Yeah, and that was it. That was, yeah. that's all you really got to see of her. But this is nice. And then, they, but there was one shot to a uh, to a little like Middle Eastern looking kid. Did you notice that they lingered on this one kid for just a couple of seconds longer? And I swear the age difference could it could be Abed. You think? I don't know. Abed I'm, I'm, is Abed's fifteen years younger than either is one he? of them. Easily, he's in his twenties. Jeff's Jeff is easy. Abed's like twenty, like twenty, twenty-one. He can drink, so he's twenty-one. All mm. right. Yeah. Jeff is mid thirties. Easily, he's easily thirty. Are they? Yeah. Jeff is I thirty. I don't know. Maybe I was just, I was just looking is, for connections. Yeah, surely, I mean, and that would be quite a coincidence. Jeff it and Shirley really would be, and Abed. I don't think so. But that, there, fact, there was there was one line in an early episode of Community that kind of made me really wonder. It was um, the episode where Chang gets fired, yeah, and he's beating the shit out of Jeff's car, yeah, and the alarm goes off, and um. He says, um, you know, oh, Jeff, that's that's your alarm. It's a whatever series car yeah. that you have. And, he, and, and Jeff says something to him. And he says, oh, no, I didn't hear it. I heard it five years ago during the 4th of July or something where it's like it's removed out from like when the show. I'm going to have to yeah. listen to it again. But it seemed weird that it was like outside of the continuity when of they the would show. Have known each other, yeah. Yeah, so I, I think that in the back of my head is yeah. what is what to do. But this stuff with Leslie, I really hope Ben becomes her campaign manager. Yeah, that's what makes the most sense. Yeah, I could see that happening. Yeah, because he didn't need to continue to do the job. No, but that was nice. That was the the whole thing that the highs and the lows. That was that relationship is one of the more satisfying ones I've seen in a show. Yeah, and I got to tell you, um, April probably one of the best characters on TV right now. You notice she looks a lot like Anne now. No. The hair is cut shorter. She's wearing brighter yeah. clothes, like the shirt over well, the tank. I think it's tank. because she's happier. Yeah. Yeah. So. The characters have really, except for Ron and Jerry. Or Gary. And, um, <laughs> yeah, Gary. <laughs> Gary. But I, I, I got to tell you, though, the Rob Lowe character. Yeah. It's, it, it's hilarious. This is 
literally hurting my core. <laughs> you know, I really, I really thought that it was he was going to be kind of gimmicky when he came on. But he's, he's one of my favorite characters. Great yeah. character, and, really, really good. And you can quote him all the time. Oh yeah, he is literally the most quotable character on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Hauser. <laughs> Um, I'm really looking forward to um, Californication starts next month. Oh, yeah? Very excited about that. I have started the fourth season of Breaking Bad. Okay. Fucking awesome. That show is so good. So good. Well, that's good. That's good. Um, Modern Family this week is like a Christmas episode, I guess. I guess so, yeah. It wasn't on last week, right? What I like is they they don't focus like they did... They did a Halloween episode. They have their Valentine's Day episodes that they do every year. Yeah. But they every year they like focus on a different aside from Valentine's Day. They focus yeah. on a different holiday. Wasn't didn't they do Thanksgiving last year? I don't remember. I don't know. But this year it's Christmas because there really wasn't a Halloween episode. And I like that. And I like I like what happened last was it the week before with the no, not the pumpkin one, but the um The Pump Oh my god, can I talk about that pumpkin yeah. one for a second? That was so 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 well done it was the thing, and then it's just like oh my god they're gonna get away with it yeah and what i really liked is that and this is where it's a family show right because you see that thing like once they get to the football field and the van is there it's just yeah. like oh you see the van in the background yeah and you're like, exactly that's how they're gonna like, get away with that's it. how they're gonna get away with it yeah and what i really liked about it and it wasn't like a schmaltzy type of thing right it was like the girls ended up being honest and it, you know what though yeah. it was part of their character it wasn't out of character for them to fess right, up right it was true like every part of it was true to the characters yeah okay and it was really really great what's really great about that show is how all the different storylines and it's yeah usually with like when there's five minutes left in the show that's when you see how they all kind of oh how yeah. they all come together and it's just like that's really, really, really well done because yeah. it doesn't beat you over the head with it. Right. Okay. It reminded. It reminds me often of um of Seinfeld when Seinfeld was on. Okay. Because Seinfeld was really great with sort of putting all these all these balls in motion. Okay. Right. Of all these things, like like a juggler. It's like okay, I, I got all these things going. Right. And all these things are happening, hmm. and then like literally the last two minutes. Uh, everything yeah. comes together, but it wasn't contrived. It wasn't schmaltzy. It wasn't right. bullshit. It was like, oh my God, that really is the only way this could have gone. Yeah. And Modern Family does that and added to that, they do it. And I'm going to sound like a faggot. All right. <laughs> um, okay, they, Lewis. <laughs> they do it with such, with such heart. And they it's do. so, but it's not schmaltzy it's, no it it's never makes me sit back and go it's oh, not like come on. it's not like huxtable sweet it's not right. like family ties sweet yeah. it's just like oh that's right but the other great. thing too with all of the different storylines they have going they're all generally learning the same lesson exactly all at the same time. and that's that's what's so great because it's, it's it's three different or right. sometimes four different themes it's the same theme running through four different storylines well in this in this last one when it was about sort of that whole oh, basically it was an uh, it was sort of cynicism versus you know versus yeah. optimism yeah and then you realize like not only is it three examples of that it did fall along like the family line it yeah. was the richards so yep. it was really interesting to see like yeah they're all 
like that. And it wasn't, yep. like I said, it's not contrived. Every This little aspect of their personality, right. it was true with everything that we've seen before. Because they've gone they've gone family line before with um, when Cam fell in the pool and then walked into the screen door and stuff. It was, um, it was um, Mitch and Claire and Jay laughing at Cam. Exactly. And the rest of them were like, oh, are you okay? Yeah, exactly. I'd be laughing. Right. I mean, he walked into a screen door. Right. So, anyway. yeah, Modern, yeah, Modern Family, show. I think Community right now is my favorite show. And then Parks and Rec and Modern Family, they're tied for, for two. Do you know what show I like that nobody else likes? Probably a lot. Probably, yeah. No, Whitney. Whitney. Yeah. Nobody I else tried. I got, I got 14 minutes into it, and I'm like, I can't take Skeletor's daughter anymore. Can I, can I tell you what one of my favorite things about that show is? And it's such a small, stupid thing. All right. You're looking like, yeah, I know what this is going to be. No, no, I don't. Do you, do you I don't know. know I don't know if I know enough about it to get it. It's because I, I mean, I, 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 I like the show. Right. Okay. I like her. I okay? can take her, but like for like 10 minutes. I like her. Yeah. Um, but I, I've got this thing now where I hate opening credits. Yeah. Because I watch stuff, I either DVR it right. or I steal You've it. You've had this or, for a while. Yeah. And yeah. I just, I have no fucking patience for them now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And Whitney's is, she's on, like, getting a piggyback from a boyfriend. And she's like, Whitney's right. film before a live studio audience. Yeah, you heard me. And then that's it. <laughs> yeah. And then that's it. And it's just, I, I like her tone. I like the way she speaks. I like that she writes the show and produces yeah. it and all that stuff. It's her show. And um, I, it, it's probably going to get killed. It's getting moved. I think it's moving to Wednesday. Yeah, they're going to see what they can do with it. Um, so yeah, I, I think I don't think it's a good fit for the Thursday night shows. No, it's it's we'll too home based. Whereas everything else is workplace based. What did you think of the Mrs. California episode of The Office? The Office is kind of like how I I I. I I come down yeah. from the other two shows that I really like. So it's like, all right, well, I gotta, I'll gotta, i take my pilder in this commercial for my thyroid, and then I'll, I'll go get a drink, and I'll take the dogs out while that commercial's going. So I, I watch it, but I'm not as fixated as the other two shows. What I really liked about that. It was interesting. That. I liked Maura Tierney. Is yeah. that her name? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I liked her. Sorry, go ahead. The beginning of that show where, where Dwight was doing the whole standing up thing. Yeah. And Jim, Jim is just like, you know, like it's at the end of that little segment. I did like and that. And Jim just sort of leans in. He's just like, you know, I have to do this. Yeah, because he's, he's sitting up on the pole. Right. And, and Dwight's like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes down yep. and pushes him down. It was just so good. It was such yeah. like, like, look, the, it, you know what it was? It was the sheepdog and yeah. you know the sheepdog and the the wolf the coyote yeah. from the cartoons okay that's what it was it's just like look these are our rules this is what we do exactly we punch a clock exactly and, this and then is, yep. this is what we do and then afterwards and was, we go and have a drink right and it and, and that's that, that's the thing really because if the shit really hit the fan those i mean they are they do come together exactly. weirdly dwight has the worst ideas but they do they exactly. will protect the, their jobs right. yeah so, um, but I, I, I still like that show. I really like James Spader. He's, he has a weird way of talking. Yes, he does. For and, the show. and it, it works for this character. It does. He's very, I hate the word moist, but he, he has a lot of moisture in his mouth yeah. when he talks and it's, 
I hate that. Oh. But the way he talks and the crazy shit he says, he's he's playing the role pretty well. It's it's totally different from from um, Steve Carell. Oh yeah, completely. Even though Andy is basically S- Steve two No, but you know what it, what it is though. It's Robert California in that role as the CEO. He's he's still around. You see him in pretty much every episode. He's there a lot, exactly. <laughs> but you know what it is? It's like he's almost the new Michael Scott. Yeah, because he's the weird leader. I and, and Andy <laughs> is kind of like this hapless, like sort of fucking victim go between between yeah. him, but you know, between Robert California and the rest of the office. Like I felt like the Andy was in a completely unwinnable situation oh, yeah. this last episode. As if to just like like look, what the fuck do you want me to do? Cause you're fucking crazy. She's fucking crazy. You're driving me nuts. Just want to sell paper. I would like I would oh by the way, you can buy Dunder Mifflin Which paper. Which I think now. is the if you go out specifically to buy m- even one case of that for the quote unquote novelty of it, you are a moron. <laughs> I would I would maybe get one pack and give it to somebody that like really likes the show. That would be it. But I don't think I think it just comes in the cases. It's a twenty five pound box for like hundred and thirty five bucks or something. Fuck that. Yeah. Um I would like to see um when they bring in Catherine Tate later, because they you, yeah, you saw they that will. they they're going to I'd like to see that Robert California never was employed by Dunder Mifflin, ever. Wow, that would be something. Wouldn't that be weird? Because he could pull it off. Yeah. He just shows up. He's there way too much. It's way too suspicious. Yeah, for a CEO. Yeah. That would be funny that she is actually this, like, that. She's like a VP or something. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That would be funny. That would be a nice twist because then. All of everything that happened doesn't matter. Yeah, it would be like a Dallas and then, it was all a dream episode. Yeah. And and I like that they've they've backed off Gabe a little bit because Gabe was getting into creepy serial killer territory. Yeah, but you know what I, I I kinda like seeing Gabe. I, you know, I saw yeah. we, we saw him and it was just like, Oh hey, there's there's Gabe. Like that thing right. with Dwight in the gym. That was great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, what I appreciate about Gabe is is that he will come out with the most fucked up movie recommendations for people. Oh yeah, she's like, oh, I want to watch Wally. I got one for you, Suspiria. It's like, <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? For Aaron? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, but yeah, The Office it, it's hit or miss now for me. I mean, it's it, as we've said before, yeah. it, it's been slowly trailing off for me over the last couple of years. Um, that's all right. I'll be glad when 30 Rock is back. Yeah, what the fuck? I miss her. Why are they fucking up the schedules like this? Because they're trying new shit. They're trying Whitney because they know that they got to find stuff because The Office is going to be around for maybe another season after this one. Hmm. And 30 Rock's not pulling the numbers. 30 Rock never has never pulled the numbers. It's just been critical. So who knows how long that'll last? Yeah. Um Parks and Recreation is strong. Community yeah. is strong. Yeah, Outsource- but why, why the fuck are they going on a, on a mid-season hiatus? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, the only thing that makes sense is somebody said, well, hey, summer's, summer's light for us, so why don't we bring that back then, and at least it'll be something new. Yeah, who knows? I don't know, but if they cancel that show, there's going to be fucking riots. Parks and Recreation? No, Community. Community? I don't think they'll kill it. I hope not, because, I mean, even though that, that Luis Guzman episode that they had kind of ties the whole series in a nice bow if that was the last episode. I mean, there's still more yeah. after that. 
But that would have been a good place to end because, like, they have the statue. He showed up. They right. made a commercial. There you go. That was a nice episode. I watched that one again the other day. But All right, let's wrap it up. I got to pee. Oh, shit, that's right, because we went an extra half hour. All right. So, it's, yes, yeah, 206-338-3094. Are you serious? Podcast at gmail.com. If anybody wants to set up that uh, Try to Convert Chris Facebook page, let me know, because I just don't have time to do it. And um, kids, have a good week. Yeah, keep posting stuff on the Facebook group, because uh, it's the easiest way to get shit on the show. Bye-bye. After you. Bye. Let's begin tonight with the big news from the weekend. On Saturday, pizza mogul and alleged lady fondler Herman Cain told the press he'd be making a big announcement about the fate of his campaign. Now, you know what I'm hoping. Cain's a man who believes it's appropriate to refer to a former Soviet satellite as Uzbeki Becky Stan Stan. <laughs> and has never met a question he couldn't answer with 999. <laughs> I host a comedy program and don't like working hard, so we belong together. When I look at him, I don't see a presidential candidate. I see... Stay. <laughs> All right. Let's get to it. I would ask that you give a very enthusiastic welcome to my good friend and professional doer, Mr. Herman Cain. <laughs> Introduce me. I won't be there. I'll be on my bus.
I'm sure the crowd's like, they said his name, and then in the great distance, we heard a roar. And then we saw it. His bus. As of today, with a lot of prayer and soul searching, I am suspending my presidential campaign. Did you, hear, did you hear his crowd? His supporters are like, uh, boo. Uh, oh, no. I mean, the guy just wowed you with that whole bus stagecraft. And, and all you can muster is like, no, don't. Quit. How about a little emotion? These are my writers when they first found out. No! No, it's not supposed to happen this way. Oh, God. Oh, man. No! That's not, that's not actually how it was. None of my writers is strong enough to lift the television. But, you know, Herman Cain seemed to sense that his supporters needed something to lift their spirits, which is what led to Herman Cain saying the greatest nine words ever spoken by an American politician. I believe these words came from the Pokemon movie. can be a challenge. Life can seem impossible. It's never easy when there's so much on the line. I'm gonna miss him so. Of course, uh, Mr. Kane performed that almost as well as its original performer, Donna Summer. Life can be a challenge. Life can seem impossible. It's never easy when so much is on the line. That's right. Herman Cain's farewell address, words of wisdom to his followers and supporters. The final moments of his campaign are from the closing credits of the Pokemon movie. <laughs> the thing they play to get you the <laughs> out of the theater. <laughs> if I may quote from Titanic, near, far, <laughs> wherever you are, my heart will go on. You know, this guy, first of all, I, I can't even... Ugh. First of all, it's not even the most inspirational quote from the Pokemon movie. <laughs> Mewtwo? I see now that the circumstances of one's birth are irrelevant. It is what you do with the gift of life that determines who you are. Well said. Well said, magic Japanese cat monster who was... Created as the result of a genetic experiment and therefore has psychic powers that far exceed those of its fellow Pokemon, well said. <laughs> of course, considering what led Kane to drop out of the race, this is the Pokemon 2000 line he really should have quoted. 
I could use pants. To be fair to Herman Cain, we can't all be as wise as Slow King when he's wearing the shelter of knowledge. Look it up, bitches. Shelter of knowledge. Where does that leave the Republican Party? You won't believe it. I want to be the nominee. I mean, it's very hard not to look at the recent polls and think that the odds are very high I'm going to be the nominee. That's what's so crazy. <laughs> Republicans are up Newt Creek without a paddle. <laughs> Why will Newt be the nominee? Those guys were the new kid in the block, and isn't this wonderful? And boy, it'd be great if it worked out, and we don't know anything about them. I, I'm the guy who's been around forever. That's Newt Gingrich's pitch. <laughs> I'm the thing that has been in your pantry forever. You could try your newfangled popped tarts and your egged waffles, but if you look way back in there, there's a can of Lachoy baby corn. <laughs> a product that may or may not still be offered by the Lachoy company. You don't remember buying it, yet you don't remember ever being without it. <laughs> and now you have no choice but to elect it president. <laughs> I'm Newt Gingrich, and I approve this message. <laughs> we'll be right back.